Eric Estep here. One of my favorite parts of being a NASCAR fan is collecting diecasts. It's how I got my start on YouTube, actually. To me, a room is not complete until it features shelves of NASCAR diecast cars. It's as good a time as ever to continue your collection or begin an all-new one by pre-ordering your favorite driver's 2022 next-gen diecast at LionelRacing.com or at any authorized Lionel retailer. Lionel is the official diecast of NASCAR, and don't miss Lionel Racing's NASCAR Authentics diecasts at a Walmart or Target near you. Not only is Lionel the official diecast of NASCAR, but they're also official supporters of the Out of the Groove Podcast Network. So what are you waiting for? Head to LionelRacing.com to order your favorite driver's 2022 diecast. You're still muted. You're still muted. You're still muted. Now oh. you're not. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, hey. Now we're live. Okay. All right. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. We are officially at the mark where we have more podcasts than Richard Petty has wins. So we've, we've done something. Ooh. <laughs> Wait, we haven't passed Kyle Busch yet, though. We have to pass uh, Kyle Busch now. We've, All right. We've, we've, we've done something. <laughs> at this rate, we'll get him before long. There you go. Well, someone else that has uh, done something is Kyle Larson, and I think let's just jump right on into this. We'll talk about <laughs> a bunch of other stuff later. Let's jump right on into the man who did something in turn one at Watkins Glen, 
Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott have been the focal point pretty much of the entire season when you talk about guys who are doing well this year. They're currently, I believe, the first two in points. Uh, even though Kyle Larson is having a bad year, he still has two wins, tons of top tens and top fives, been very fast. Uh, and then Chase Elliott's been the class of the field. And on Sunday, those two worlds collided. So Darian, let's start with you. Uh, hey, kind of I'm like first. just like one minute, just initial thoughts of the Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott deal on the final mm. restart. Well, it's pretty obvious there's some tension. The video uh, Jeff Gluck snapped after the race of him, of, uh, of Chase Elliott talking to Jeff Gordon and Rick Hendrick after the race, he was clearly just fed up. But he's a team player. He knows that, you know, Hendrick Motorsports, they do things a certain way. And one of those things is uh, not putting drama out there, usually, usually for the most part. So um, it's probably being handled in-house as we speak. Um, for the most part, I think this is a nothing burger. Um, but... Um, I would say, like, I, I don't I don't know, like, I don't think it's going to basically escalate to anything further, if that makes sense, when I say it's a nothing burger. So, I mean, obviously, they're still going to race each other extremely hard on the racetrack from time to time. But, hey, yeah, you know, they're all about team first at Hendrick Motorsports. So I, I think it's nothing. Danny, what do you think on this? Do you think that uh, it was something that was, you know, kind of intentional, avoidable? What do you think? I don't think it was intentional. Uh was it avoidable? Maybe, but I mean, they're just going for the win. I, I I had a tweet that went a little more successful than I thought it would be when I made a joke that uh, Rick Hendrick thought he was done with this stuff when Jimmy and Jeff quit racing, but it really does remind me of the little spats that we would see here and there between Jimmy Johnson and Jeff Gordon back in the day. You'd see, yeah. uh, what was it? I think the quote in 2010 was... Uh, four times a, a little upset. Four times a little upset. Takes a lot to make me mad and... Uh, 48th test of my patience. Mm -hmm. Eric, what do, you, what do you think? Like, is this something that's going to kind of go week to week or at least to Bristol this week? I mean, Daytona. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? I, I don't think it's going to like result in anything crazy on track. I don't think it's going to escalate too much further. But uh, like I think Darian said, they're not going to give an inch. And certainly Chase Elliott's not going to give Larson an inch at all this year. He's going to do everything short of run through him. Any chance he gets if it's for a win or for a key position late. That's the way I see it. As for the incident itself, I think it was both avoidable and on purpose. <laughs> to, to Danny's <laughs> point, uh, Kyle Larson made the conscious decision to drive in deeper than he typically would to make the corner. Usually he made the conscious decision to just slightly rub Elliot up out of the preferred lane and he took it. It was for a win. He said that, hey, Elliot chose the outside lane. He opened himself up to that kind of attack. It's just a difference in philosophies. I think Chase Elliott uh, thought he could trust his teammate to keep control of his vehicle instead of locking the right front up. And I think Larson thought, oh, my teammate knows that I got to go for a win. He's got four. I only got one. I need to play off points more than he does. He's the regular season champ. So just a, a miscommunication, two different racing philosophies. Sounds like the two met uh, or, you know, during the competition meetings this week, I heard Kyle Larson say he did a lot more listening than talking, which I think says all you need to know i think they're relatively on the same page but chase elliott feels like he's been slighted twice this year by kyle larson racing for a win and he's not going to go plow through larson at bristol in a few weeks or at any point in the playoffs i don't think but he's going to race him hard and if they're side by side on a restart in the playoffs elliott's going to drive through kyle larson the way larson drove up into him See the see our generation had Michael Waltrips. I'm at the uh, I'm at the wrong track thing for Napa, and now this generation does for Chase Elliott and Napa. <laughs> Did you see his uh, his interview with I think Bob, where he just started like today? It was today. He was like laughing about like 
I, I just kept forgetting. I, I thought we were going to Bristol. Like, I, don't know I was like, I, I was like, he wants to pay him back really fast then. But no, he you thought it was fine. I, I, I took it as like a double meaning. Like maybe he was already saying, like trying to say that I'm going to recommend Bristol. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's how I, back track. That's kind of no, where I was going. Yeah. According to his interviews today, he literally just probably in a moment of rage forgot what track they were going to. I've been there. I've had that kind of like consistent brain fart for like an hour straight. Like it mm-hmm. happens, I suppose. I've had entire yeah. shows where I'm like that. <laughs> Bristol, uh, they did a good job of uh, tying into the meme and was uh, put out mm-hmm. the video of uh, the Michael Walter I'm at the wrong track with Chase Elliott's face on it. Yeah. I know NASCAR chasm, he put up something where it was like, that clipper was like, okay, people, come on, come on, go, let's go, 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 go. <laughs> if Napa was smart, they would put out a funny ad for this weekend's race. They would put out some like funny ad related to Need that. Some quick something. turnaround. Yeah, oh, yeah, quick, yeah, yeah, quick. Well, maybe do it for the Bristol race. You got time now. Yeah, yeah, the, sure. The, the banking's the same. He got that part right. I, I will say, <laughs> true. And, and hey, Bristol used to be this weekend in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, you know, before I get into the racing aspect of it, Chase Elliott did handle it pretty well. Like, you could tell he was mad. You could tell that that mm-hmm. was definitely sarcasm about con- congratulating him. But he he handled it really well. Yeah. Um, as, as for on the track, I hate saying this because it always feels like a cop-out. I always feel like I'm just, like, a fence-sitter on it. But I'm going to go 50-50 on him. Um, one, it was going for the win, and I'm happy that Elliott wasn't wrecked out of a of a win like that would have felt dirty that would have felt sure. just wrong horrible taste in your mouth it still sucks because chase Elliott he didn't well, even finish did he finish in the top five he finished fourth yeah fourth yeah. oh fourth okay 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 All right. um he actually moved tyler reddick out of the way yeah with like two yeah. to go he like nailed yeah. him now that part i didn't agree with i didn't think there was any reason to take your anger out on someone who didn't do anything no. to you <laughs> but was that a mistake or was that no he was totally no, that, him he, <laughs> he, was he, he was like i'm getting up there as quick as i can so oh, poor tyler i say it's 50 50 by saying that i think 50 percent is on kyle larson for getting in too fast he had a great restart aj allmendinger mm-hmm. hit like bumped him up to actually about a nose ahead of elliot where i blame elliot is is that when you're on the high side in one of those last couple restarts, like you're you're gonna get hit. See, like, I get the philosophy behind it though, because if you're on the high side, you get a better run off the corner. But I mean, lane. it's the fi- it's the final laps though, so anything goes. But know? I think mm-hmm. where, where I go from it is even if even if you're like in his position where I think he wasn't thinking that his teammate was gonna hit him into the corner, you got to think that somebody's gonna take it three wide or somebody's gonna hit someone. There there might be that accordion effect too. It happens at every road course. Um, but I, I will give him the benefit of the doubt in thinking that I believe it was Indianapolis. He was on the inside lane into one and got taken out. Wasn't it? It's true. I think you, mm-hmm. I think so. I think he was he by said, a three wide move or maybe a five wide move, whoever it, it was. <laughs> it was just a giant accordion. So, I mean, yeah. when I say that it's like percent their fault, I don't exactly mean that it's like, you know, oh, it's egregiously their fault. Like it was... Again, I hate saying this because it makes me feel like offensive, or it was a racing deal. And where I'm happy with it is that Elliot didn't get crashed out. He got moved. You know, it was, you can say it was borderline fair or whatever, but you can have the debate on it. It wasn't like Larson just flat out took him out. And that's where I was mm-hmm. happy with it. Um, now, I asked the chat whose side they were on just because I wanted to stir the pot here. And 62% of the 205 votes uh, were for Kyle Larson. Yeah, that's not, a, that's not a surprise. I'm well, surprised. I, I, it is kind of a surprise because he's going up against NASCAR's most popular driver. Yeah, I think, I, I mean, like, look, I, I get, you know, Chase Elliott fans, some of them, some of them can be, you know, a bit out there sometimes. But I think for the most part, if you, you know, poll most NASCAR fans and stuff, they'll agree as well. It's like, look, that was a racing deal there. 
Now, outside of the Hendrick duo, uh, which, by the way, lick that like button. We got, like, 100 mm-hmm. likes right now. Like, over 400 watching. Lick that like button. Uh, but another big storyline, before we get into the Kimi Raikkonen story, because that was pretty big, too. But I, I had to talk about this one. <laughs> McDowell's supremacy was afoot at Watkins Glen. I'm surprised hey. you didn't lead the show with this one. <laughs> hey, more like front row motorsport supremacy was on a foot. I, I tried the until whole Gil- someone tweeted. Yeah, I tried the whole Gilliland supremacy thing, and then five minutes later, it was just kaboom, broken axle and stuff. And that sucks because I hey Todd Gillen, he was um, putting some distance on the field there for a moment, man. So well, he uh, was McDowell was. Mm-hmm. It, it felt like a tale of two races, where in the first half when the track was wet or at least somewhat wet, uh, the front row guys were just head and shoulders above the rest of the field. Like, they had it figured out, which is not surprising. But then when it got dry and it went back to kind of more normal conditions that they're more attuned to, the the Hendrick guys really ran away with it. Uh, But I want to say, like, I don't know how much we can really look into how McDowell ran, but it was really cool seeing him not at a super speedway actually be a viable contender for the win. Uh, It... And I, I want to say this too. This is his 10th top 10 of the season. Double digit top 10s for my boy. With for the first time, in his, first time in his uh, Cup Series career, right? He's shattering yeah. his career records wow. with this season. <laughs> and if I'm not mistaken, not to put anyone on blast, this sounds like I'm just attacking the poor guy, <laughs> but I think he's now doubled William Byron in top 10s this year. Oh, <laughs> if my I'm not gosh. mistaken. He's doubled William Byron, he's doubled Austin Dillon. Uh, he's doubled Stenhouse. What a year for Michael McDowell. Goodness gracious. Yeah, when he said, like, last year, around this time last year, when he didn't have a deal yet in place, I remember Front Row was considering maybe selling the team. Uh, McDowell said, man, I hope they bring me back because these new cars, uh, it suits my driving style. He wasn't wrong. Dude, he Mm -hmm. called his shot, and he's hitting it so far. So you got to give him respect. Yeah, I... I got to admit, as much as I may may or may not pick him tonight, I'm not going to give that away. But it, I think if he made You're the playoffs, if he, ma- <laughs> if he made the playoffs, I think he could realistically get to the round of 12. Like yeah. With, yeah. And I think realistically, with two super speedways left, a road course at the Roval, a few short tracks, and some intermediates he ran well at earlier, like he could realistically get 16 top 10s this year, which is no, pretty good. Nobody. Silence, Jared. And this is how Michael McDowell could win a championship. <laughs> um, you, you should do a parody video of some time of that. Why am I? Like, it wouldn't be. It's game? real to Jared. It's not a parody. <laughs> if if <laughs> if he makes it in, I will try it. If he makes yeah. it in this week, but someone needs to make that that you know that uh, meme where the dude's in front of all the conspiracy uh, theory papers and he's like <laughs> like that. Yeah. Somebody needs to make that meme with me and about Michael McDowell because it fits mm. at this point. Like I'm, I'm, gonna, it. I'm gonna give it. 15 minutes, it'll be on Twitter. Yeah, it'll, we'll see it on Twitter after the show, probably. <laughs> I'll I'll check it out. Uh, I'll, I'll check it out when we get into like another conversation in the second half of the show. Uh, but I, I alluded to it earlier, or to this driver earlier, uh, Kimi Raikkonen. He was actually impressive. I remember we t- we like tried to kind of guess where he'd run, and I had said like if he's top 20, I'll be happy, just because he's jumping into a new car with all these different guys that are really good. But I believe he peaked at like eighth or ninth at one point. I want to say, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. I, Eric, I want you to start us off with this one. When it comes to the way that Kimi Raikkonen ran, what do you think, like the ripple effect for like Project Ninety One as well as other drivers coming into the, the sport from other series, like could be from this? 
I mean, we knew when obviously well, we when Trackhouse started this year off and was clearly a very competitive, it caught everyone by a little bit by surprise. But when they announced Project 91, we all saw that as like that's a legit ride. That's not a, a backmarker team where it's just a field filler just there to take some photos and go home. No, that's a car that in the right situation could allow a driver to compete in and around the top 10 outside of a super speedway. So uh, Kimi Raikkonen, obviously a world-class race car driver, impressed at that test a couple weeks ago. Um, he didn't qualify great, qualified like 27th, but immediately started moving forward on the rain tires. Then even when they went to slicks, somewhat thanks to some strategy, he was racing up in the top 10 around guys like Chase Elliott, Ricky Stenhouse, like legitimate drivers. And I don't know, what I think it did is it opened everyone else's eyes to this NASCAR possibility. Uh, with the four-car rule in the charter system, Hendrick Motorsports can't field a car. Joe Gibbs Racing can't field a car. Uh, Stuart Haas can't field an extra car. So someone like Trackhouse, who has the inventory and has the slot available, stands out. Uh, we've already seen all the drivers on Twitter. Marcus Erickson, one of the first that comes to mind, who is um, sort of publicly lobbying for a uh, for maybe an opportunity in this seat. I saw a report, I think it was, was it from Adam Stern today? I don't remember who mm -hmm. said it, that said 20 drivers have reached out in the last few days about racing that car next year so um if, if he sells sponsorship it's a great investment it, justin marks makes money nascar gets outside attention and we might see another surprise winner one day like i, I think everybody wins which is why justin marks and Trackhouse deserve a ton of credit and kimmy raikkonen for making that car look good until you know just a restart wreck he couldn't avoid it looked like he was having a lot of fun this weekend. That was yeah. like, that's what I saw. You know, like usually you don't see Kimi Räikkönen smile too often, but I think I saw him smile like a bunch of times over the weekend and stuff too. So that was cool to see. But, but yeah, I mean, when he was battling with Chase Elliott there too, I mean, he was really battling with, with him there, man. Like Chase Elliott was like moving him, bumping him out the he threw way. Threw a little block down a, yeah. like a, between five and six. Yeah, yeah. He wanted to let him know he was there and stuff. And hey, I mean, unfortunately, you know, didn't finish the race. But, uh, I mean, for the most part, I mean, looking at the bigger picture, though, like, I mean, like you just said, Adam Stern reporting, you know, t over um, 22 inquiries, you know, about like, hey, you know, when can I get in this ride and stuff, too? Mm -hmm. So, hey, the possibilities are endless, too. And then, and then especially when you consider the fact that um, this was the race where we had, what, the most foreign drivers uh, Six in one race. international it was, it drivers. Was a, it was a yeah. record, yes. Yeah, seven, yeah. seven total countries. And, and that also does include Daniel Suarez, but like we don't really count. I mean, he's already been in NASCAR and stuff. But I mean, hey, look, from all these guys are coming from all walks of racing and stuff. So, and, and, hey, now one of the big names out there since, well, he's no longer in his F1 ride is Daniel Ricardo. He could possibly even make a make a attempt now. Yeah, yeah I, what I want to say is I, I think a few weeks ago whenever we talked about like oh you know lewis hamilton he could be a candidate I'm, i was sitting no, here thinking no, like well, let's pump no. the brakes i don't know I don't after know. the attention raikkonen got this weekend the performance he put forward uh, i think anyone's on the table i think lewis hamilton uh, I, I think just about any driver mm. is I, be... I think daniel ricardo next year is a legitimate candidate i like i, I just think it's possible i think anything's possible after this it's just one start for sure we need to see a few more maybe to attract the biggest fish but like uh, I, I'm going to say this is on his radar. It's I, somewhat of his caliber, you know? I see where you're coming from and stuff, but, like, I don't know, just, like, just knowing how strict these F1 teams are with, like, you know, certain things. Like, it may not be, it may not be next know. year. That's, it may be a few years down the line. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. Lewis, Lewis Hamilton's, what, like, 37 years old? Mm -hmm. like, I, he well, can't yeah. have more than a few years of full-time F1. Like, he's, he threatened been, retirement a few months ago. You know, you just yeah. never know. I've been so. – I, I, I don't follow F1, like, you know, diehard per se, but, like, 
even I noticed that was one of the big things that was our stories that was going around the racing community was that Lewis Hamilton was wanting to, to, you know, or was considering retirement soon. And a lot of people, I was surprised how many people actually brought up NASCAR because he had said he wanted to have fun in racing again. Because I think the quote that I saw is like he wasn't having fun anymore. Um, Not after the championship last year. <laughs> no. Um, but, I mean, that's been like the, the, the baseline has been fun from all of these guys coming in. Uh, and with all these international guys coming in, all these people coming into a road course, Danny, I want to I pose a question to you. Again, it's only been one race with all of these different drivers, but it was pretty impactful. And there were a lot of people I noticed from all over the motorsports community in the world who had their eyes on this race. Do you think this is kind of, I would say, instrumental in bringing back the uh, the road course ringer? Uh, definitely. It, it It is. We'll see a lot more of these ringers come in, and this is a car that is definitely built for good road course racing. But the problem is I don't think that we'll see the road course ringers come in and dominate, win like they used to. I mean, you know, you used to, you could go to, Sonoma, Watkins Glen, and you'd see guys you never hear running up there. You'd, you'd see Boris said in contention. You'd see Robbie Gordon in contention. I mean, well, Robbie was in contention in some races, but there towards the latter part of his career, you'd only see him contending at the road courses. Marcus Ambrose, okay on other races, great on road courses. Juan Pablo Montoya, et cetera, et cetera. You know, now I think there's honestly a great crop of talent that are just so good at road course racing that's already on the full-time nascar schedule that i don't think you'd see that level of road course ringers coming in and stealing wins away from people you know maybe almond ninger probably here and there but i don't think it's going to be like it used to be yeah Uh, i agree with that it's not gonna be what it used to be i will counter this weekend just joey hand in the mm-hmm. 15 car running legitimately top five, top 10. Like Danny's right. We haven't really seen ringers the last few years come in and do very well, but that was the first time I'd seen a while where I was like, I've, that guy I've should been... not be running there, but here he is. <laughs> Only wow. reason I've been saying all year, I picked Joey Hand as my road course underdog at every race except yep. for this one because uh, because of kimmy that was the only reason uh, i didn't pick joey hand joey hand is legitimately a good road course racer yeah if he's doing that in rick Ware equipment didn't didn't joey hand at one point take like elliot mcdowell three wide and briefly he, have the he lead did. out of one he, he did yes did you he off of speed and talent brought a rick Ware racing car to the lead in nascar <laughs> in a crucial race right before the end of the regular season like that's insane Take a somebody get a picture of that and put it on the walls of Rick Ware Racing and caption it the day we took the lead. <laughs> yeah, frame that picture for sure. But the road course ringer, I mean, like you gotta if you go back to the uh, to the '90s and the early 2000s, that's when like they were you know really competitive because we only ran like two or three road courses a year basically during that era, and now we run a bunch of them and stuff. And you know with all the simulator time, you know the young guys and you know the current NASCAR drivers today, even the veterans. They've adapted to road courses now. So, like, now, I mean, these guys come in and they're not as competitive. But, like, from what we saw this weekend, because um, whoever was driving that uh, that Herzog 27, um, they brought that car. Yeah, he brought that car in the top 20. And that was another case of, hey, he should not be running there. But he is. <laughs> he's, he's, he's pushing that sucker. But, um, but yeah, hey, look, I, I don't think the road, go, um, the road course ringer is, like, fully back in terms of, of like, you know, competitiveness. But, like... As far as the fun element is concerned with, you know, doing a few select races, I mean, I won't be surprised if we see, like, way more, too. Maybe even to the point where 
we might have to have a you know a bump day for like a Watkins Glen or something because there's so many entries. Hey, I don't know. One you know one could dream, but yeah, maybe it's uh, coming back a bit. Um, the old road course ringers. Well, I I posed the question to the chat because I wanted to see what they thought. No, almost 200 voted, and uh, they 87% say that they want to go back or uh, they want Kimi Raikkonen to come back. Uh, oh, what happened to the other 13%? They're hating. How do you hate not Yeah, Jimmy, hate man. Yeah. Well, I, I, honestly, I think it's because of the way that Jared accidentally wrote that question because he said, do you want to see Rackinen's back? Like it was like talking about his back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, yes, I, I do. As in his back bumper off of the second place uh, driver's car because I want to see Kimi Raikkonen uh, come back because I think that he, with the experience he has now, could be a lot more competitive next time. And so kind of moving on a little bit from that, uh, another way that this race was different is that it sort of started, then didn't start on the pace laps and then started after the fact with a wet track, but it was, it was raining a lot. Mm -hmm. And Eric, I saw you talk about this in depth on Twitter and in your video. And I want to, I want to start with you. I want I want to see what you and Darian think. I want to see if, if the uh, opinions match on this one. Uh, do you think NASCAR handled the rain race well? Because you two differed and then got the same on Twitter with your opinions of this. <laughs> uh, no, I I think they did. Like I I, it was a little disappointing that we didn't get more racing in wet conditions. But it was clear when they, you know, when the lightning hold lifted, which obviously that they have to do it the way they did it. It's frustrating, but the thirty minute pauses give them well, that they had it's to for do safety. It. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but once the lightning lifted and they started to run some pace laps, you could just see there was thick, dense puddles, maybe not in the groove all the way around, but on the racing surface, it was um, still significantly rainy. I remember being at Coda last year in person when it rained. You guys were there as well. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember, we were sitting complete opposite ends of the track, but where I was sitting, it never rained heavily during the day. Lucky. It was just a steady drizzle, basically from green to almost to the end of the race. What it looked like on TV to me was more than a steady drizzle. That looked like heavier rain than I saw at any point at Circuit of the Americas. Maybe it's TV working its magic, misleading me. But um, as frustrating as it was, I think NASCAR made the right call extending the red flag until they could dry some of the you know faster sections of the track, get some of the standing water off. I, I just think they did. I think um, you had a lot of eyes on this race. It's the second to last race of the regular season, a very important race. And you'd already been delayed an hour or whatever by by lightning. What's an extra 30 or 40 minutes? I, I think they did it right. Would I have liked to see them race in wet, not raining, but wet conditions a little longer? Sure, because I wanted to see McDowell lead a few more laps, Todd Gillen lead a few more laps. But I think they handled it. I think they handled it pretty much perfectly from an officiating standpoint. I'm glad they didn't get impatient and try to send them out there before the track was um, legitimately ready to go. Um, so yeah, look, I'm all for wet weather racing. We've seen it in F1. It's awesome. And then a, you know, when the lower NASCAR series have done it too, it's been amazing as well, but you know, I want wet weather racing, but I, you know, don't want them in unsafe conditions, if that makes sense. And I know some have said, well, like, well, isn't racing in the wet unsafe? Like, yes, well, racing in general is technically unsafe. I get that. But um, I felt like there was an added risk to it because, I mean, even in the pace laps, it, it was a, it was a, um, um, a bit um, a bit reminiscent of Spa 2021 last year, you know. And remember, we were like laughing during that race and stuff because they only ran like two or three pace laps. And hey, they just couldn't see, you know. Um, now, in this case, I mean, I, you know, conditions obviously, you know, were affecting the uh, visibility and stuff. But I would, I, 
I don't know. I think that has more to do with, you know, most of the field not being used to, um, you know, to, to running in, you know, wet conditions like that and stuff, you know, like this is like a lot of their first times and stuff too. So I don't know. I feel like there needs to be more testing or whatever if they want to, you know, correct that issue. But at the same time, though, if the drivers are complaining that they can't see, you know, look, we, me and Jerry, I mean, and and uh, you too, Eric, we were at CODA 2021, you know, and the rain kept slapping us and stuff too. And, you know, like how many incidents were there where, you know, visibility was an issue and, you know, Bubba Wallace runs into the back of Kevin Harvick and then Cole Custer runs into the back of Martin Shrek Jr. So I'm all for, you know, wet weather racing as long as, you know, it's a bit tamed, you know, and F1, I mean, they have certain standards and I think NASCAR is going to learn to add those certain standards too. As we saw this weekend, they're like, hey, look, we don't want to risk it. You know, let's, you know, like they did end up racing um, in wet conditions for a, like a little bit. I want to say for like maybe a good, what, 10, 15 minutes, you know, um, once. It was the, maybe a little longer. Most of the first stage. Like, okay. They had at least somewhat on the track yeah. the entirety of it. So like, that's what I was talking so, about, basically. I'm like, okay, I want to see this wet weather racing. I don't want to see a bunch of chaos and drivers putting themselves at more risk than they already should be, you know? Yeah. Danny, like, do you think maybe in the future NASCAR, like, could maybe make some clear-cut, grounded rules on what the wet weather protocols are? That way fans at home because i know until like they started showing around the track more and showing those puddles there was a debate back and forth on it do you think maybe nascar being clear-cut being like there is only to a certain point we'll do this would would work better so to get everyone on board or do you think basically what they have now is is the way to go about it i mean i i think the conditions that they started the race in i actually started the race in i think that was actually not too terrible uh, what they was going to try to do, maybe it was too much spray, not not good. I think, yeah, they probably do need to establish something because uh, what we saw at Circuit of the Americas, what we saw at that Charlotte Rebel Xfinity race, that was honestly way too much. And I'm okay with wet racing, but don't don't need to be racing in a monsoon either. Yeah. That's, just, that's just not a good show. There is such thing as a tamed wet race. You know, We've seen it in F1 so many times and in other series too, you know, but again you know i want to see them race in the wet weather conditions but if they can't see then what's the point and we're not even going to see them racing we're just going to see them crashing at that point definitely handled this better than they handled new hampshire last year that's for yeah. sure yeah no that, that's what I like. this time yeah that's why i just like to see we criticize them for coda we criticize them for new hampshire we criticize them for that xfinity robo race and so they listen they they adjusted their policy they waited an extra 30 minutes could it have been 20 yeah maybe but we're, we're, we're you know, nipping, we, you know, just they got the whole race in. They, they got, got the whole race. race in. Now, that's a different conversation. They keep starting these races after 3 p.m. Eastern <laughs> time in the summer, near in like on the east and you know, southern coast. It's you know, that, that's another conversation. They maybe bump those start times up an hour or two next year. It would be nice, but I, I don't as we'll, as we'll look here. at the rate, as we'll look at the ratings in a second, I know you love your ratings, Jared. Uh, I, that might be a losing argument on my end, and on <laughs> the, everyone who's arguing noon in the chat. I'm sorry, you guys might be losing. We might be losing this argument well, <laughs> at this point. Okay, I'll put this out because the chat's talked about it a lot in the last four, uh, four or five minutes, which, by the way, the chat overwhelmingly was for it. 82% of the votes yeah. said that they were uh, for how NASCAR handled the wet weather protocols. Um, but I think we can probably talk a little bit about that. I don't think noon would have helped here. Like, mm-hmm. all noon would have done is just make it so that the last 20 laps would have to be postponed two hours. Like, that's basically mm-hmm. what would have happened here. I'm not saying noon is yeah. a, a fix-all, but I will say 
in saying that, I do think that these tracks that don't have lights in the middle of summer, when it statistically is shown to rain more in the late afternoon, um, I think that they would do better. Like basically from like basically from Dover to Watkins Glen, if a track doesn't have lights and it's in the middle of summer, like I, I think or spring, I think the protocol might be to start them a little bit earlier to try and get the most racing in on the start time. But I mean, we'll talk about it in a bit. And we've seen a lot of it so far this year is that the later start times have helped people watch it across the country more compared to years past. Yeah. I, I mean, there's no way to know. I mean, there probably is. We can look at the numbers on the West coast viewers, but it, there, it could just be a general increased interest in NASCAR this year, which I think there is, that is somewhat the case, but um, I think you can't factor, you can't ignore the, the, the start time NASCAR and the networks moved them to later start times for this very reason. And, as long as ratings continue to go up week after week, we'll talk about it in a minute. This is like the seventh or eighth straight week of an increase. Mm -hmm. uh, they they must know what they're doing. And I don't know. I'm not going to argue it too much. But mm -hmm. um, the attendance, I know you're about to talk about this, Jared. The attendance mm -hmm. was pretty great. That's another trend we've seen this year, which has really, been really positive. Yeah, another sellout, which I want to preface this. Like a sellout at Watkins Glen with all the camping grandstands. I believe it holds 37,000 in the grandstands, which those looked pretty full in this race. But along with the camping, standing room, all that is over 100,000, um, which I remember. I'm surprised NBC didn't talk about that this year because I remember back in like the early days of this contract with NBC and ESPN, they always bragged about the Watkins Glen uh, crowd being, you know, between 90 and 110,000. Um, but I, I wanted to bring this up very quickly because based on the, the estimates for some of these races that I found Daytona for the 500, the Coke 600 road, America, Pocono and Watkins Glen. I saw at or near estimates of a hundred thousand this year. And I, I was, I was interested to see like attendance wise, how that compared it's the most races so far in a season. And again, we still have 11 races left. We still have a Daytona race, a Talladega race. We still have a lot of racing left. Um, but it's the most races in a season since 2015 to have over 100,000 at a race, which is pretty impressive wow. nowadays. Yeah. yeah I just, that's absolutely good. I figured yeah, go back to 2015. Wow. I, I mean, that was, a, that was a completely different era for NASCAR. Jeff Gordon was still racing. Yeah. Jeff Gordon, Dale Tony Jr. Stewart, was still Dale racing. Jr., yeah. Jimmy Johnson. I mean... So it feels like NASCAR's found that like a bit of a formula when it comes to getting people at the track and now on TV that's starting to work with it. But I wanted to bring that up just because, you know, we can always complain about it, but there, there needs to be some positive brought up about it. Um, and then the last one, I, we'll just kind of note this here. Chase Elliott did what we all knew he was going to do. He locked up the regular season championship. Well, hang on. I don't, I don't want to just note it. So this is what I've been pushing for. We I need to make a bigger deal of the, the winning Chase Elliott winning the regular season, of whoever winning the regular season. Do we though? But we, I, I think, you know, it's obviously worth the most playoff points. He's going to get five mm -hmm. more than anybody else based on points at the very least. He gets a nice little trophy about it. 
uh, I, I think it does speak to it's the kind of, it's the kind of stat we need a column for um, on Racing Reference or NASCAR.com. We need a stat column that says how many regular season championships a driver has won because you know for all the fans out there that still love the full season consistent year long points format, this should be a big deal. It should be something that obviously is getting rewarded by some extra playoff points, but even beyond that, I think it should be made a big deal of on the stat sheet regular season championship. Like it's the kind of thing where if this was a, a an NBA team, they'd hang a banner for it or a baseball. Yeah. Team. It'd be like uh, the equivalent at, of like a division title, at, you know. At, at the same time, though, they don't throw a Super Bowl parade for you being for the Titans being the number one team in the AFC last year. I'm not. They I'm not they're, they're not going to bring Chase Elliott to Nashville and parade them just well, for winning this. So. I'll at least counter with this. In baseball, you get a ring if you win the AL or, or National League pennant. If you win the, uh-huh. league, the league championship series, you get a ring. You celebrate with the beer in the clubhouse like you won the World Series. So I, I, it varies culturally. It varies from sport to sport, which is why I say culturally as NASCAR fans, I think we should put more emphasis on well, who wins the regular season I'll, championship. I'll push back on that, and not for the reason that most fans give, but if if the broadcast actually cared more year over year instead of no, treating it as a joke. Yeah. Like, I was like, about to say. Yeah. Like, we, you know, we'll criticize we're, Fox for how they treat the sport as a joke. And yes, NBC has been better this year, but NBC treats it like it's just a footnote mm-hmm. as well. And so if, if the people presenting it to us don't treat it like it, it matters, why should fans really, other than Chase Elliott fans, care too much about it? No, I agree. But Eric, that was a fair point earlier, Boy, um, what you said earlier. You had said, um, you had just said, Basically, if you are all for consistent points, you should like this. I'm like, okay, all right, that's fair enough, fair enough. I mean, I would like it more if they didn't reset it, of course. Sure, no, <laughs> I get, I, and I understand it's not as significant as whoever wins the actual championship at Phoenix in 11 weeks, but it, I just feel like it should be it's the kind of thing that i don't know if he does but if he doesn't he should get a, men- a message or even a chance to give a speech at the banquet at the end of the year. Like it should be it should be a little more noteworthy than it is, in my hey, opinion. Well, NASCAR should, you know, do more, you know, more yeah. promotion. Like, hey, like, this yeah. is our regular season. Like, I just think it's a video, like again, I, I hate. I always compare things to stick ball sports, but like in baseball. So I, I'm wearing an Astros hat. We won the American League championship mm-hmm. last year, lost in the World Series. They've been doing all year long at games, giving away AL championship replica rings to fans, and and like they put up the big banner. Oh, you know, <laughs> we won the American League championship in the stadium. You know, yeah. and it's like next year or whenever they they should sell merch for it. I don't know. Culturally, it should be made a bigger deal of. And, and I agree, Jared. The broadcast should be at the forefront of that, and they haven't been. So. And, and, and I'll, I'll 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 support what you say here. Like for instance, um, and it's going to sound sad to most fan bases, but in two thousand nine, I was like eleven, and I chose to get a, a Vikings NFC North division title. Sure. Mm, mm. Shut up, Darian. Your team was ass before last year. <laughs> mm. Tell me about hey, the, tell are... me about them ending the Patriots dynasty while you're at it. Anyway, that's what Darian said. Um, but I'll say this, ring. if, yeah, that's, that's nice, but, but anyway, what I'm, what I'm saying, it never, um, oh, it, after I die, that's when I'll get a ring. Oh, no. um, go ahead, go ahead. but what I'll say is if, you know, other sports treat those things and sell merch for it. And, and I think, I, I think it's a team decision for a lot of those. Um, sure. But it's up to the people that are in charge of this stuff, whether it's the teams, whether it's the network, whether it's NASCAR itself, to make a bigger deal about it. Like behind me right now, I have an Austin Cindric Daytona 500 champion little laminated like mini poster behind me. That's cool. The Daytona 500 is a really big deal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yes, that one race is huge, prestigious and all that. But if you want to talk about the whole season overall, the regular season championship, as some people have pointed out in our chat, damn near gives Chase Elliott a free pass to Phoenix. Um, 
not necessarily for sure, but in a lot of ways. I'll get, I'll put them into the round of eight, but yeah. <laughs> but what I'm saying is it, it, there's a very good chance, and I would I would bet money on it, that Chase Elliott could make the final four pretty easily compared to other drivers. Um, I feel like somewhere Kevin Harvick's in here really thinking about this. <laughs> yeah, but if again, the people in power in the sport have to actually make it a big deal for fans to care about it. I mean... Same with making the final four. That's nice and all. But after that race at Phoenix, does anyone really remember the other drivers in the final four except for the fans of those drivers? Like, does anyone remember? I, okay, I'll ask this right now. Does anybody in the chat who's not a fan of this driver remember who finished second to Chase Elliott or finished second to Kyle Larson in the last two years? Um, hmm. <laughs> Let me think really quick. <laughs> I remember, but that's just because well, I, I remember stupid things. <laughs> um, so 2020, Denny Hamlin, right? No. No, no, no I'm not, wrong. It's Joey Logano. Oh, see? There you go. Joey Logano and Brad Kozlowski, I believe, finished ahead of Denny Hamlin that year. Okay, yeah, okay. Hamlin was last in that group last year. Mm-hmm. I, I was. Is the chat's not guessed. I think we're ahead of the chat by a while. <laughs> yeah. but yeah. Okay, now now they're all getting, now a lot of them are getting it. My, my, my point, or was Kozlowski? Or Legano. Okay. They're going back and forth between Keselowski and Legano. But yeah, basically, yeah, you made your point. I don't even remember that. But, but, too, yeah. but I do think, and Eric, you've made this point before, that you could make the Final Four have a bigger deal. You talked about a stat line for regular season championships. Why not a stat line for Final Fours? Yeah. Um, you're speaking my language. Yeah. You know, I literally, I keep, a, I keep a photo on my desktop just to refer back to. I referred to it in today's episode. That shows every driver's, like, cha- the number of, like, who leads number of championship four appearances. Because mm-hmm. I love to refer to that stat. Because if you look in the last eight years, it's Harvick, Truex, Kyle Busch, Logano, Hamlin. Mm-hmm. If you ask me, those mm-hmm. are the most dominant drivers of the last eight years. So I think yeah. it speaks to full season dominance better so, than a lot of other stats do. So if NASCAR is going to go all in like they have for about the past last decade with a format that is this or like this with the three years before it that they might as well go all in and make it important in these statistical categories make it something that's brought up on broadcast racing reference put it it on racing reference i'm not even saying racing reference i'm (laughs) saying when fox is doing daytona 500 graphics and you want to introduce as many new fans as possible to your drivers bring those statistics up not just the championship Mm -hmm. itself like yeah. we've we've talked about yes that you know we can debate back and forth the championship if it's diminished or not in, in relevance. Well, the final four has almost been more revered in the playoff era than the champion itself anymore. So make a big mm-hmm. deal about it, and the same thing goes with what we talked about to start with the regular season championship. I agree. Well said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of the playoff cut line, okay, we talk about the playoff cut line after races. How about we just talk about it when we talk about Daytona? Because let's be honest, Honestly, we're we going to go on yeah. forever. So yeah. we'll go past that. We'll talk about that towards the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's uh, let's get into what we've been alluding to for the last 20 minutes with the ratings, if, if y'all are, are good with that. Yeah, um, cool. We got a lot because, again, I'm an over-analytical dumbass for this kind of stuff. Uh, God, if you guys can't see it at home, but Jarrett wrote like a block in our notes. <laughs> just like every number relative to last year. Like, go, go for it, Jarrett. I can't wait. He to ended up triple checking everything. I'm, like, yes, I'm looking I actually, at an Excel sheet right now. What's yeah. going on? Actually, for like the last bit of the stuff I'll talk about, I, I triple checked the last 20 years of TV ratings to 100% make sure about this. And it, it's pretty cool. So the race got a 1.49 rating, basically a 1.5, up 19% from 2021, down from 2019 the last time this race was run, though I will add 2019 
in the last like five years is the most watched year of NASCAR. So that's not bad at all. Uh, adding in the streaming numbers, which NBC did, it had 2.619 million, up 20% from last year. Uh, and even if you compare it to the same weekend in 2021, it's up 2% from Michigan, which we talked about a few weeks ago is one of the most watched summer races. So and road courses stuff. are typically not watched as much. So yes, yeah, so that's and, also a notable trend. And I'll bring this up. It's the highest watched road course on cable since 2017. Ooh, uh, 563,000 uh, that watch were in the key demo. That's 21%, which is fifth of all sports events for the weekend. And when it comes to sporting events this weekend, it was the most watched sporting event of the weekend on cable. Uh, only beat by three NFL games, and I believe like WWE, I think, uh, if you count Friday in the weekend. Uh, I think that was on Fox, or at least that's what the yeah, report said. SmackDown is on Big Fox. Yes, so being beat by a WWE on Big Fox and NFL, which I don't care if it's preseason, beats all. Not bad to be the best of cable. Uh, of the Xfinity race, we topped a million for that race. And all of this, I want to add, is just the American audience, not foreign audience added in. So Yeah, you know the, the cup race got a boost. I don't know how big, yeah. but it got a little boost probably. So, I mean, overall, pretty, uh, pretty positive stuff. But here's the big stat that I wanted to bring up. And I actually, hold on one second. I have a whiteboard that I can read off of because oh I, I didn't want to add everything <laughs> into this. Hold on. Oh, there's a, what, the little paragraph I'm staring at my notes isn't even the full sheet? Yeah, that's just, that's Not at all. The there's ice, even that's more. Just, that's just the tip of the this iceberg. This man's a calculator. <laughs> so this is the seventh straight year-over-year -year increase in TV ratings, higher than last year's six, and the longest streak of uh, races in a row that were an in increase in TV ratings uh, in the last 20 years. The last, the only two that are higher since 2002 are in 2005 and 2008, uh, where it was eight straight races, which, again, fingers crossed for Go Daytona. Go for the tie. Fingers crossed. Um, in 2005, that was between the Brickyard 400 and the Dover Chase race, and in 2008, it was between the first Talladega race and Dale Jr.'s win at Michigan. Those were the, those were the only two times in the last 20 years we've seen this many races in a row have an increase of people watching. So it's a big deal, and, like, Nobody's talking about it. <laughs> well, NBC's trying to hype it up. They keep, you know, they're putting out their PR tweets and stuff every week. But no, it's, I, I guess it's, you know, don't get too low, don't get too high, you know? Like, no. I feel like a lot of people for the last five years have been like, oh, the ratings are down, yes, but they'll come back, or that actually this, or actually that. Like, I, I think it's just, you know, I, I at least respect people not, it feels more honest, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If everyone in the NASCAR industry, remember like last year, the year before, when it felt like everyone in the industry was like sent a memo to talk about how many campers were at Pocono, <laughs> yes. and it just felt super <laughs> disingenuous. It felt Every, super forced. Yeah. If everyone was coming out of the woodworks, be like, look at how great the ratings are. It would feel like, oh, are they really that great though? It feels like they're really trying to sell me on something that isn't actually that great. But no, I, I think you are right. They could be hyping this up a little bit more, talking about the great crowds we've seen because that's the big thing a lot of races this year on tv have looked good we've come commended the srx especially last year not maybe as much this year but the full grandstands maybe only ten thousand people there but when they have a packed nashville fairgrounds with chase and bill elliott racing god dang that looks great that looks outstanding mm -hmm. and the energy is felt through the tv screen so yeah i, I hope they continue to, to promote this because you know nascar for far too long has been stereotyped as a dying sport and 
at this right now it is certainly not it's reinvented itself it's had to overhaul some things but it's very much doing its thing and it's going to continue doing its thing it seems like for a long long time hey shout out to the usa effect man ever since we switched up these races man you know hey sky's been the limit man started off a bump in the road but yeah got off to a bumpy start but hey we keep increasing each and every week that's what's crazy too is there have been nine races this year so far on usa slash nbc four of them have been severely impacted by impacted by weather and that includes a couple of those seven in a row we're riding right now so the fact that even the weather has not deterred this kind of spur in viewership that's that's huge that's good usa it, it reaches slightly more than nbcsn did in years past but I don't think it's just the USA effect at this point. I think you have to just assume it's the great racing, it's the parody, and maybe there is just genuinely more interest in the playoffs this year considering how wide open it, it seems to be. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's been shown in years past. Um, I remember, you know, looking back, 2004 and 2005 had great runs to the finish for the chase. That last regular season, you know, stretch had a lot of people really interested in it. Uh, as I talked about before with 2005, that was part of the eight-race stretch there. Um, in 2011, there was a big battle between like four drivers on the cut line on top of those who could win. Really good racing that season. Brought a lot of people into that race. Uh, I We could see the same thing here with Daytona. I mean, the last year's race had almost 4 million viewers. Um, so if, if this race runs without a hitch, that you know, we might be looking at four million or more. Now I feel like that I've brought this up. We're going to jinx it now, and it's it's not going to run on time and rain. But like you said before, that hasn't deterred fans much this year. It it's felt very different this year. Like the energy, just around, not even on the broadcast or at the track, but just the energy even on social media has felt different this year. Yeah, yeah. that's I what mean. happens when you produce good racing. You got good, great storylines. It's been awesome. Now, I don't know about you, Darian, but I think we got, like, one more thing to kind of go over oh, this yes. weekend. That's right, that's right, that's right. The pole! The famous iceberg pole. I think it's the first time in years my ears have shown up on the stream because I took those off. Uh, yeah, so we, you know, speaking of people watching on TV, a lot of people coming in uh, to, to watch and, and see NASCAR. A lot of people have been engaging online about it. We had almost 15,000 votes for this race on the poll. 48% said it was a great race. 37% said it was a good race, meaning 85% were positive about it. Uh, And then after that, another 11% said it was average, and then 2% apiece for below average and bad, so 4% net negative. The first comment, positive, negative, or meme from Denny Delivers. Meme. Meme. Uh, he says, Ross Chastain indirectly caused his teammate and F1 world champ to crash today. Anyway, death, taxes, and the sky is very blue. <laughs> so. It was actually pretty gray at Watkins Glen, so um, yeah. it didn't quite work there. But... Uh, it was blue at the finish. <laughs> it was blue by the end. The sun was in Chastain's eyes. That's why there was a wreck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was sunny at that point. Maybe, maybe mm-hmm. it threw him off. Maybe um, so. I'm just trying to think of my argument for the next time Jeff Burton gets mad at him. Um, <laughs> uh, looking at the comments here, uh, first one on my end is from Bmaster45. said, I was having a blast watching this race. McDowell Supremacy, a man of culture. Um, Triple P Productions, of the Z at the end of it. The ideal scenario for maximum chaos. No points talk, no calculations, 
One spot left for 15 drivers. All of them have to win to be sure to be in after Daytona. It's yeah. easy to sell. It's clean on the poster. Mm-hmm. 15 drivers. One 15, spot. 15 oh. enter. 14 will die. <laughs> get, get Josh Brolin in his, uh, in his Thanos voice for that one. <laughs> oh, my yeah. goodness. It is inevitable. <laughs> uh, let's... <laughs> You will know what it's like to lose. You can. Some, someone's gonna make that edit too. <laughs> uh, Dwayne Prince uh, says, "Always my favorite of the road course tracks on the schedule." I like that they've uh, been, especially this year, really played into the fact that this is like the super speedway of road courses. Yeah, they really mm-hmm. differentiated it and described it well. I think to the viewer, uh, Vincent Odom. Uh, on oh never mind uh sorry I, I didn't realize there was a book i saw the first paragraph sorry man but thank you oh for, for leaving that um <laughs> cp metis said stella race man mcdowell is cursed on those restarts yes he was not supreme on the restarts but in yeah, the, the second the last one the second last one was hard to watch jared yeah, I, I was crying it was with you kept it falling back and back but eh, still got a top 10 though uh let's see Thomas Franco says, got some new friends to watch this race all the way through. Tough run for the Iceman, though. Hope he comes back. That's cool. He's getting his friends watching it with him, too. See, when I used to invite people to watch NASCAR over there, you used to just laugh in my face. Like, ah, ah, (laughs) we're not watching that. Yeah, the only time I could ever get somebody to watch NASCAR was, like, when, you know, the Xfinity Talladega race was on. They saw Talladega. We're in a new era now. I like that. That's cool. I like how it's the Xfinity one for some reason that you got him to watch. Well, because on Sundays I'd be at a, I, we always held Talladega parties and, and Daytona mm-hmm. 500 parties, so I never was like actually away from the house for Talladega or Daytona. But for the Xfinity gotcha. race, I was. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was the one where uh, the 01 car flipped on the backstretch back when they were uh, tandem traffic. 2011. Uh, that was, uh, 2011. 2011. That was yeah. uh, Wallace, Mike Wallace. Is that yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. 2011. Uh, let's go a bit further down. A, a lot of people are just saying, uh, great race. Dalton Ryder says, Rick Allen cursed the final restart uh, and the rest by bringing up that 2012 race. I'm assuming that that person is a Kyle Busch fan. Kyle yeah. Busch fans have like PTSD to that, man. Oh, like, yeah, and Busch, he spun out too. That's right, in like nearly <laughs> the identical spot this weekend as well. Uh, let's see uh, what we got here. I'm making sure that I can read these final five, but um, yeah, yeah, we're actually pretty good. We can read them. All right, the, the, the five most downvoted comments here. First one is from Must Potato. I want to make sure, yes, he has a uh, Rainbow Warriors Jeff Gordon paint scheme for his 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 thumbnail uh, thumbnail on it, so or profile pic, so we should probably know where he aligns. Uh, he says... We all gonna act like Larson didn't pull a chicken shit move on Elliot. That's hot take. That's well, racing. Actually, that's not, bro. I don't know. That, I don't know if it's a hot take, but it's strong words. Let's put Look, it that way. I mean, it's racing, man. Like uh, Elliot didn't wreck. He still finished. Like, sorry. I mean, so it's the final laps. They're going for a win. Hey, technically, AJ Allmendinger finished that race at Coda. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ghost killer, with a bunch of numbers in his name. Said, Love it. Boring Hendrick win. Not surprised NASCAR spoon feeds them wins when they can. All right. Spoon feeding. Who, who, who reported it? Someone reported today, and I, I'm so bad. I remember who did it. I don't have all my notes in front of me, but who reported that RCR helped Hendrick with notes before Watkins Glen? Like I with setup know. notes. 
In my head, I'm like, why the frick? Why would they do that? I don't know. One man. and two. No wonder Hendrick dominated because RCR has been the dominant Chevy team at road courses yeah. the last couple, couple of maybe, visits. Maybe, maybe uh, Richard Childress was just that pissed at Reddick that he had to have him yeah. no matter <laughs> what. <laughs> yeah, he just accidentally sends out information. He's like, I'm just gonna leak to my rivals. Just, just spite. I'm gonna see if I can find who's tweet, put where that tweet. Anyway, you okay. go on. I'll go on the last three. Sunny yeah. F says, I didn't think it was a very good race. Kind of boring. Oh, okay. Not that yeah, that. Yeah. Tony Stewart fan. Richmond was better. Uh, and then the last one is from Blizzard. Oh wait, twelve. I now hate Larson with a big passion. Oh, All right, I found it actually. Sorry, it was a clip from Stacking Pennies that uh, actually Zach Sterniolo uh, tweeted, but it's from Corey LaJoy oh, Show where he says he heard Hendrick got some setup help from Richard Childress Racing heading into Watkins Glen. So it's coming from Corey LaJoy, who. You know, probably knows what he's talking about. But anyway, I just yeah. why? I don't understand. Why would why would RCR do that? I don't why? get it. I don't know. I'm just imagining that Richard Childress called in under anonymous name. Yeah, uh, yeah, this is uh Rick hey. R- Rick C. <laughs> yeah. Is he trying to pull like some sort of uh like some sort of team sabotage move here? Like uh supposedly Teresa Earnhardt did in 07 with Junior. Just <laughs> all those. It's that eight car, on. man. It's that eight car, it's cursed. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh but no, that that's the poll. Thank you guys all for voting. And let's roll really quick into this Xfinity race. Uh, for the most part, it was William Byron and Ty Gibbs that uh, yeah that pretty much dominated the day until they didn't. Yeah, look, I'll speak on that incident first. Look, for the most part, I mean, you know, if you take, you know, sort of bias out of it and stuff, that was like a racing deal. They were both in the S's. Like, I felt like you know like byron like i mean he gave as much room as he could and then gibbs probably should have compromised and gave up a little bit more room or they should have just not gone in there at the same time side by side together too that would have saved a lot of time yeah that's what i'm saying so it was you know we were in the final lap so i mean yeah it's definitely a racing deal now you know based on ty gibbs history you know is he gonna get the benefit of the doubt like yeah for the i mean well some fans will i mean i'll give him the benefit of the doubt but you know a lot of fans you know, they're like, oh, there he goes again, you know, like, um, I don't think it was um as big a deal, too, because Byron is not competing for the championship, neither. So it's just like, oh, I just took out somebody who's like not even going to gain anything, you know, other than, you know, he's just going for the win, of course. But, but yeah, you know, it's just a racing deal and they seem to talk it out and stuff. And yeah, that's it. Pretty animated. I haven't seen William Byron that animated uh, in a while. He was let. He was more animated about this than when Logano punted him out of the mm-hmm. lead at Darlington a few months back. So uh, the way I look at it, and again, I'm gonna try to take all bias out of it. I feel like people think I'm a big Ty Gibbs fan, um, and I am. I want to see Ty Gibbs do well. I, 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 he's. I think he means well. I think he's obviously really talented, but he has a bad habit. I think I call it a bad habit of driving in a little too deep, a little in over his head. That was a high risk, potentially high reward move, sending it into the bus stop. But at that point, going down the back straightaway, Byron had the preferred lane and had the slight lead. Like he had the position more so than Gibbs did. He owned that spot more than Gibbs did. Gibbs is the one who made the conscious, conscious decision to throw it in there too wide. And he basically did what Ross Chastain did. And Chastain took Austin Dillon out. And William Byron and Ty Gibbs took William Byron out. He's going for the win, but I, I hate how so many people, and I've said this on the show before, probably verbatim, but I hate how so many people just dismiss it as, oh, he's going for the win, so anything goes. Well, he didn't win, did he? So clearly he made a mistake. <laughs> yeah, he wiped himself out too. So, but if he Byron made it through, he would have he probably would have had the lead if he makes it through. I don't think so because Byron has the preferred lane uh, going through the the 
the whatever they call it, the carousel. Like, um. I, I go off of this the fact that I don't think he intended to get in there without making some contact with Byron. You you sorry sorry say that again. I don't think that he intended to go in there with the intention of not making contact in some way with Byron. He was going to do He was planning to rub him. He was, he was planning to, to mm-hmm. rub him, so, okay. probably door him out of the way. And at that point, to me, Byron has a right to be pissed. Because I agree. I think that's. I think Gibbs went in there knowing there's going to be some contact. And if you knowingly initiate contact and it results in a crash, like, you got one coming. Like, that's just the way it works. No, I, I don't no, disagree with that. I don't disagree that they didn't have one coming. But I will say is that I, I understand why he made the move. Like, sure. what, what's, what does he have to lose at this point? Like, That's if, fair. if he goes for wins now, like, Byron's not going to be in any more of the races this season. He doesn't have to worry about William Byron until probably he's a rookie next year in Cup in the 18. Uh, yeah. I'm just r- rubbing that salt in the wound for those Bush <laughs> fans right now. Um, so go for it, you know? It's like you'll have to deal with it next year, yes, but going for that title now with your team, getting those bonus points ready for the playoffs, because that is... That is going to be settled at Bristol. Um, I my my deal is like I don't think it was as egregious as people make it out to be. I think that you know if he gets in just a little less hot and just nudges him out of the way, bump and run style, he goes on and he wins that race. And we're talking about kind of we're talking about this the same way we're talking about Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott. I think it's just lack of experience on a move that more experienced drivers would have made work. Yeah, that's that's how I see it. Like he's going for the win, sure, but he did it in such a way that had again, it was very high risk. And I think a, a more experienced driver would have adjusted on that slightly. I, I, I don't know. That that's the way I see it. But it, it's just it's just that's why it's not malicious. It's just mm-hmm. he's over aggressive sometimes. He he's not yet learned, you know, to when to reel it in a little bit. When to well, no, I say he hasn't. He's shown times like when he raced Larson at Road America fantastic job driving great restraint shown and he got the win cleanly there so i know he's capable of it he's just because he's young and in a great car and i think for all the reasons you just said jared not a lot to lose he's racing a guy who he's not gonna have to race again this season i i think he just just was a little little too hot there just a little too hot made a mistake he's gonna get criticized for it because he does a lot and it's you know cost other people finishes they deserve but i you know it's, it's again i'm not gonna hold it over him too much it's a lot like the larson elliott thing maybe i'd say it's maybe slightly more egregious than the larson elliott thing because he did take the guy out they both did wipe mm-hmm. out completely but at the end of the day it's just you know consciously making it a slightly over aggressive move and miscalculating a tad that's just yeah. how it works yeah for the most part i mean you know you go back to the race highlights i mean it was the, you know the 54 the 17 the 88 they had some nice battles throughout the entire race you know for first for uh for uh, first, second, and third spot. So, I mean, he's more than capable of doing that. But, yeah, like you said, I mean, I also think, like, you know, he knew. He's like, look, like, you know, if, if I, you know, nudge him a little bit, I mean, he's not racing for anything in this series, right? You know what I mean? So, like, he, he probably mm-hmm. knew that, too. So, um, but, yeah, so it's another learning experience. But um, as far as, you know, like, you know, the way some of the fan base perceives him, again, it's, you know, sort of a similar Chastain situation here too. So like any little thing he does is going to be maximized, you know? So, now, but uh, yeah, this is pretty, yeah, it's one of those deals. I brought this up in the chat. I, I put a poll out there asking if Ty Gibbs is in the wrong. And I'm actually surprised because I know, I've noticed our chat is definitely a, uh, a bit more biased on the uh, negative side towards Ty Gibbs. Uh, but when I asked if they thought he was at the wrong at the Glen, 53% did say yes, but 47% said he wasn't in the wrong. Now it's uh, 48% now in real time. 
Well, what do they mean by he's not in the wrong? Because he Cause made a lo- mistake and caused the wreck, so he was wrong. He he was in the wrong for that. I think a lot. Is it of, just like I they, think they don't mind the aggressive move. Like I think yeah. that's what it is. Well, and I also, I, I I just like my aggressive moves to have a better chance of working. You know, like th- that move had a very small chance of working in my. But opinion. also, but also, I, I think I think this is now just common in this new era of NASCAR too. You know, it's like hey, it's like now the you know the new excuse is well, I was going for the win, but then I know, it's and even I hate worse. It. I but sh- it's even worse if you don't win, though. That's yeah, the thing. So exactly. That's just the new excuse. Hey, I was going for the win, man. <laughs> Running twenty seventh, wrecking someone. <laughs> like going for the win. <laughs> well. The, the beneficiary of all of this was the man who won the cup race, Kyle Larson. Kyle Larson sweeps the weekend. Actually, won two sweep one two this weekend mm-hmm. as, as Kyle Larson went against A.J. Allmendinger. Uh, so I'd, I'd say that uh, it's pretty funny seeing Kyle Larson kind of on both winning ends of a pretty similar move in both aspects. <laughs> like, yeah. it's pretty fitting. Yeah, the funny thing to me it was after the race, once Kyle Larson won the Xfinity race, you started seeing some tweets popping up, like, and, you know, the whole debate starts again. Kyle Larson is the greatest driver of all time. Like, I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Let's let's pump the brakes on that. But, hey, congrats to him. You know, he swept the weekend at, at the Glen. Um, but, you know, as far as that argument, let's give it 15 to 20 years and see what other <laughs> accolades he does. Like, all this after winning a freaking Xfinity race. I'm like, come on. He didn't even sweep the weekend yet. I can understand if he swept the weekend. Kyle he Larson fans feeling hype. But, I mean, oh, man. Uh, and then one last little uh, note here about the Xfinity race is Sammy Smith. He was born in 2004, yeah. right? <sighs> Competing yes. up front for the win. <laughs> Uh, I, I gotta say that, that was pretty impressive to see. I, I actually thought after those two made contact and he caught up to AJ and Larson, I thought there was a chance we were going to see Sammy Smith win that race. And like, what what was it like single digit start still at this point? Yeah. Yeah, And these are like his third or fourth. And you go back back to that earlier run where they chose not to pit. He held his own on older tires. I mean, I know it's, you know, Joe Gibbs racing uh, equipment, but you know, for a guy that young on a road course, you know, like Watkins Glen to to do that against, you know, cup series drivers, we're not talking about, you know, old Joe Schmoes or has-beens here. We're talking about Kyle Larson and William Byron, you know, driving for Hendrick Motorsports current. And there were other cup guys in the field, Chastain, I think Custer, didn't Cole Custer race? Yeah, it was a strong Xfinity Series field this weekend, and he proved his own. So, hey, he's uh, popped up on some radars. I've seen him race in person. Um, Actually, um, Jared, I believe we saw him race at uh, New Smyrna earlier this year in Arca East, where there was only like two competitive Arca cars. Oh, he's one of the two? Yeah, yeah, he was in the 18, I believe. So, so oh, cool. yeah, he's had he has a ton of experience on these short tracks and stuff. It's good to see him get some, you know, some on track time in the Xfinity series, and he's making the most of it. So, another young prospect to look out for. Whew. That was a weekend, man. Yeah, that was something. That was something for sure. Well, we have. Uh, let's let's see what the guys in in the chat have been talking about. I'm going to get it ready on my end, but let's let's go into our first Super Chat stage break, mm-hmm. shall we? I'm going to end the poll at 50-50. Wow, 50-50. Wow, wow. I, I guess we both made some, uh, we all made oh, some no. compelling arguments. No, it says 50-49. <laughs> oh, YouTube, YouTube messing. It, it's probably like 50.6. Oh, gives yeah. us a definite answer of yes, though, just by a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tilting yes. Uh, let's see. Get these Super Chats ready. I got oh, the man. stopwatch. We got the timer. I'm starting it now. Uh, oh, oh, hold on. I'm gonna make sure. False start. I'm, false start. I'm impatient. Disqualified. Disqualified. 
Uh, oh, it's, it's just a weather delay. All right. <laughs> uh, I can start up now. Uh, Antar Das, thank you for the 499 before the show. Can't stay too long because I got to get up at 4 a.m. for work. Wow. Uh, Daytona is going to be crazy. I just have a feeling uh, about it, and hopefully Spa is not like 2021. <laughs> that was funny. Mm. Uh, and then Antar Das also says, is it not 2021? Uh, maybe you got corrected. I don't know. Uh, Irvin Alvarado, thank you for the 999, says, if McDowell wins a video idea for Iceberg, I think we, we talked about, oh, wait, never mind. We didn't talk about this one. Uh, is review a Love's Truck gas stop with all amenities and get some gear. And also that 34 is so fast at the Glen, he could have won it if the wet conditions continued. I agree. I agree. He could sure. have, he, he would have been at least top three. Uh, Jake Stew in the chat for 199 says Kyle Larson. Well, thank you for that. Uh, he is on the thumbnail. Isaac, thank you for the 499. Fastenal plays the long game. After Darian cursed their 2019 season, Fastenal cursed Darian's Twitter to jinx any driver <laughs> he tweets about. Well, that's been happening, though, uh, but not. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was back in yeah. 2019. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Jupiter, Ra- Jupiter Rain, thank you for the two. Chase is no longer the best at road courses. Keeps getting beat. I I don't know about that. It's not his own doing. Dude, he's the most consistently there. Yeah, Yeah. and also like I feel like Chase Elliott's floor on road courses at this point is like what a top five road course driver. He dominated the second half of this race. Yeah, Yeah. let's not get crazy. He's he's the best at at road courses still. Settle down, settle down. Twisted underscore nipples eighty two for five says Napa know how unless it's our drivers not knowing where the race is also we need the nascar weekly podcast live watch party this saturday night well i think uh i don't, I don't know if we'll, we'll do that but i know i'll be live after the race if, mm-hmm. if we have the race um <laughs> yeah. God, it's so a, it's a, hey, i have to look that up just in case yeah, i know i looked at the race. weather spoiler alert for the next like 10 straight days in daytona there's like a 60 percent chance of rain. it's florida That's man bad. it's just yeah. I, I don't i don't know if we'll do a live watch party for this one but Maybe for the championship because we are so mm-hmm. close we could work something out. Yeah, yeah. so Eric can fly out here for the championship. Right? Okay, well, maybe we'll have <laughs> three of the four. We don't. We want to make him come to Tennessee just for that. Yeah. No, 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 why not? Uh, the water's fine. New Newazag says, uh, "I think that's how you say your name for two. Chase is just mad that Kyle's better than him. Dude, we got salt in here. Dang, uh, bro. Ross <laughs> crash stain for two. Chase either taking after Kyle Busch or is vanilla as hell. I, I don't know. I think I, I think he's, he he's, some good stuff. He's not as vanilla as are, he used. To. Are we at the three minute mark now? No, do you want to be? Why are you no. getting tired? <laughs> no, I just like I haven't been able time to. For I, one more. No, you have three seconds. In I, I, go. I haven't been able to read as many. I want to read a few more. Nova Yo, Stone two twelve more. for two. Chase helped Larson beat Harvick. None on the flip side. Oh, jeez. Uh, this is fun watching. Mafire nine twenty four for two. Reaction if Chase wrecked Larson for the win. Uh, maybe Phoenix. That'd be interesting. That'd be, that'd be interesting. Turn yeah. the dog leg. I'll end on this one just because it is a question that we should probably answer before we get there. Reese Walls leaves a 499. Hey, guys, any of y'all going to Daytona? I don't no. think any of us are. No. IDK no. Blair will is, though, so if you see him, say hello. But Out of the Groove will be there on uh, the quarter panel of Ryan Vargas's mm-hmm. number six mm-hmm. car, uh, as well as 100 
fantastic members of the Groovy Gang who took advantage of this special uh, NASCAR pole position subscription offer. So uh, it basically came with their name on the car, which is pretty cool. So That's kind nice. of just a cool idea. JD Motorsports was down. Pole position was down. So, you know, cool to be a part of it. Appreciate Sorry. everyone who signed up for that. Yeah, that is a pretty cool, cool deal. Uh, and really quick, you know, we just got through our first Super Chat stage break, but we're also brought to you uh, by uh, Lionel. Uh, you see, Lionel is the official diecast of NASCAR. You can order your 2022 diecast, your favorite drivers now, at lionelracing.com or any Lionel authorized retailers. Also, you don't want to miss Lionel Racing's NASCAR Authentics diecasts at a Walmart near you. Guys, I think we have a few Lionel diecasts on the screen. What do we got? What a, Danny, start us off. What one do you got? So I'm wearing a 2311 racing shirt. I've got the 23 Columbia car above the walls. This is one of my favorite paint schemes I think he's ever ran. I'm a big fisherman. I wear a lot of Columbia gear when I'm fishing, so I've always liked this paint scheme. Darren, you've been chomping at the bit to talk about that truck that yes. I watched you buy. Yes, RIP to DEI. And for those who don't know, they used to have a truck series team back in the day in the early years of the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series, or as OGs remember, the NASCAR Super Truck Series. Ron Hornaday um, is um, is um, definitely, without a doubt, one of the greatest truck series drivers ever. And he got a start with uh, DEI too. And just for, a, um, for a further proof, there's the DEI logo right there. But such a detailed truck for the era and uh this is the uh yep this is the 1996 truck he raced that season so this is a, a good find at jp's nascar outlet and be sure to um hit up that store before it closes uh some amazing deals taking place there eric what do you got absolutely uh, i've got a signed ty gibbs uh xfinity car from uh i guess it's actually from last year um pristine auction colors they actually sent this to me we're doing a bunch of giveaways over the next uh, well, we already did some giveaways, and then we got a few more coming up in the coming days and weeks. So just wanted to show this one off. This is pretty cool. I have a Tony Stewart 2005 Elite diecast. You can tell by the tethers. I think I can, if I can open this up. The tethers. There we go. Uh, this was his second championship winning diecast. I have actually the first one in my closet right now. So I have his 02 and his 05. I just need to get the 2011 now. Uh, but I managed to get the Elite version that has, like, all the really fine details with the the brackets and the and the tethers and an actual grill opening um so good stuff here good to you know i really cool find that i got uh but i figured i'd show this one off tonight especially after i showed the gordon one from last week so good know, stuff. And, and also also really quick according to the chat ron hornaday won the 1996 truck series championship you know in this mm -hmm. i didn't know that so thank you chat appreciate it but yes awesome thank you stuff. chat and thank you lionel for sponsoring the show Darian, do, do you hear that? I have a feeling none of us will hear after you hear it. Uh, I do hear it a little bit, and it's the lightning round on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. See, I'm starting to tame it a little bit more. Jarrett, what do we have on tap for tonight? Well, we got a few things tonight. Uh, not too awful much, but the stuff we do have is pretty, pretty nice to look at. Uh, starting off is that Chase Elliott will be driving rally cross nitro rally cross on oh. november 12th and 13th at the phoenix raceway might be right after he wins his second championship who knows mm -hmm. uh kurt bush who set out watkins Glen, will also sit out daytona i know they announced that before but just to let people know uh who are who are tuning in that might not have, have seen that he will be out through daytona no uh answer yet on what his playoffs entail so we'll have to just 
pay attention to that through the week. Uh, with no signs of the schedule being announced, it's projected now that the schedule will not be announced until after Labor Day in September. Right. At the moment, the only venue change known is the Chicago Street Course, as well as Texas not having the All-Star Race. Other than that, yeah. a lot of stuff seems to be lining up to be the same as last year. It was actually confirmed uh, through emails they sent out. Coda has a spring date mm. next year. Good. Don't want to see that track off the schedule. Good. Uh, colleague President Chris Rice has said he hopes that the team's 2023 Cup and Xfinity lineups will be announced soon, possibly in the next two weeks as of Monday. Also, he's looking, to, uh, they are looking to get into other series like the Truck Series, Late Models, and even IMSA. So, cool stuff there. Uh, we talked about all these different drivers that are unnamed that have interest in Project 91. Well, two on Twitter showed actual public interest. Marcus Erickson and Jensen Button uh, have expressed interest in the Project 91 deal, and who knows, maybe they can be in the car next yeah. year. I, I feel like Project 91 is like what the SRX wished it could be. <laughs> Getting all these good drivers all over the place and like oh, having people hyped every time. But I thought they would love like that. I thought they would love the fun flags though. Uh I think they I think they love the three million viewers on TV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's what they liked. Uh looking at some other stuff here, two more deals to to look at here. Dale Earnhardt Jr. will be the executive producer of Race for the Championship on the USA network, according to Variety. Um, and then Joey Logano and Team Penske have agreed to a contract extension. I believe not, today not it was surprised. announced. No, yeah, not hey, at all. Pen Penske's re-signing everybody. They want to lock their guys down. They, they didn't they say how long. Up. They didn't say how long. They said long term. So yeah. I mean, they got a good lineup. They got I, I would say at least maybe like four years. That sounds right. I think it's at least probably four. I think the last extension he signed was in seventeen. So it could be another like five year deal. You never know. But the, did anyone read uh, uh, Logano's comments after re-signing? I think um, it made me laugh. He had said something along the lines of, "Oh, we live in a world where like." people don't want to stay at a certain place or whatever and just put in the work. I want to work hard, blah, blah. I don't know. It's just, I was just like, uh, okay, I, I get, I see, you know, where you're coming from. But. He, he came across, he values loyalty, or at least that was the word he kept using. Yeah. Um, and he, he feels like Roger Penske and Shell have been loyal to him. So he's... Hey, they, he's saved, his, they saved his Cup Series career. They did. And the wow. way I see it, he's looking at what, what's going on with Kyle Busch. You know, if, if you mm -hmm. lose a sponsor like, in a contract year, you could be screwed. Yeah, and I think Legano's he must... He wants that stability if he can yep. get it, you know? He's like, nope, we're not going through that situation. He said, yeah. we're going to lock it up right now. No yeah. way. Well, and the thing that still just throws me off, because he's been around so long, but he's still only 32. Like, his best yeah. days are ahead of him as a driver. Yeah. Like, yeah. if this is a four-year deal, he still probably has two more contracts to sign in his career where he'll <laughs> still be a competitive driver after hey. this. So that means four more years of the Joey Logano song. There oh we go. God. The well, Joey Logano anthem. There you go. <laughs> one, one other note. I feel like for a while there, and it still is the case for a lot of like mid-pack smaller teams, but it was a lot of one-year deals, it felt like. Like going back even to Keselowski signing that one-year gap deal with Penske. Um, but now lately, Blaney, multi-year extension. Uh, Logano, multi-year extension. Uh, I guess Truex probably just signed a one-year extension, but he is getting older, so yeah, I won't rule him and factor him into this. But like the other Hendrick guys have, have signed multi-year extensions recently. Uh, so I, I just think it's interesting. that It's good that teams are committing to top young drivers. That That's really what it tells me. I, I do think it's, it is kind of funny, though. Keselowski signed that one-year deal, and I just imagine Roger Penske. And I took that personally. 
<laughs> signs his other two drivers he had with Keselowski to long-term yeah. deals. But yeah, that'll do it for the lightning round tonight. And once again, that'll conclude another edition of the lightning round on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. And now, back to the show. We've got a few more stories to get to before we pick our uh, Daytona winner. But uh, first, we have to thank our sponsor, Forney Industries. This week, you actually got the logo right here above my head. Uh, but thank you to Forney for sponsoring the show. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and more. Great for do-it-yourselfers all the way up to professional metalworkers. Forney has everything you need for your next project so be sure to shop all of forney's top of the line products online at forneyend.com uh, the logo is right here above my head but the link is down in the description below or check them out at an authorized forney dealer near you but yeah that's gonna do it what's up next jared the same thing we've talked about the last couple weeks just different story to the same story it makes no sense just like all of this silly season weekly drama oh here we go here we go let's get started let's start off with the one that Darren and i heard while we were riding home from jp's nascar on friday of eric almirola unretiring but then later on saying he wasn't for sure unretiring yeah what's going on here Yo, so first off first off he made a whole video <laughs> they both, you know, before the season started, saying this will be my last season, and now all of a sudden yeah. he's like, "Well, nothing's I, been confirmed." I will say this though: I went back and looked at his Daytona 500 video. I was looking through his channel, and it says yeah. "my last Daytona 500?" Question mark. So, like, he's left the door <laughs> open a little bit. Oh. I like the idea. I wonder if they went back and edited those recently. Yeah. <laughs> they had to. They had to. Spoiler. No, no, no. There were you, there you, were comments. You can edit YouTube video titles. <laughs> there were comments from then that you like, can. I wish I knew that. <laughs> There were comments that, from when that video came out that were like, wait a minute, you might come back? Oh, like, okay. Oh, well, okay, okay. Well, then never mind. I guess it's been there. But I mean, I guess what, makes this, even, what makes this even more confused, um, uh, uh, confusing, excuse me, is that Adam Stern had, wasn't he the one to say, like, hey, like, this it was is Jim Utter. No, it was Jim or Utter. Jim Utter. Oh, well, yeah, Jim Utter. <laughs> yeah, that changes everything. No. <laughs> Darian well, no, for sure is getting people, towed at the next well, no, race. Some people, some people, I guess, they don't have the best oh, opinion. Yeah. I think he's, watch, I think watch, he's a good NASCAR reporter. But. Watch where you park, Darian. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, I, I mean, I think it's happening. I think he's staying with SHR for another year. I mean, jokes aside, I think Jim Utter, Motorsport.com, they have their sources that I, I consider them to be you know, pretty reputable when it comes to breaking these types of stories. So uh, yeah, may, maybe he hasn't officially signed to the paper, signed on the dotted line. But I think, you know, based on all the rumors we've heard, other you know, podcasts like Door Bumper Clear have been so sure that Eric Amarola is going back to the 10 for weeks now. I think it's happening. I think Smithfield sweetened the deal. They didn't want to lose. Uh, they didn't want to lose. You know, Amarillo. But more importantly, they didn't want to. Uh, SHR, I should say, didn't want to lose all the sponsorship money that comes with them. So I think he'll return. I just think he didn't want to. You know, break the news during a little media bullpen at Watkins Glen. I think he wants to wait until they can. You know, schedule a legitimate big announcement. That's my guess. My yeah. my theory that that's been running the last couple of weeks is. Uh, is that SHR and Almirola were just waiting to see if they could get Kyle Busch or not on the team Maybe. before mm -hmm. they officially signed it. Either way, I think they're, they're, they're probably keeping that Smithfield money at least another year. Um, but with some of the rumors we'll talk about in a bit, it sounds like they couldn't get Kyle Busch, which is crazy to me that Tony Stewart would be in the running for two great generational Kyles and not get either of them. Because remember, he was in the running for Kyle Larson, and Ford, like, from what it sounds like, sort of pulled they the plug no. on that. They're like, nope, not they happening. Said, they said, no, that's bad PR. We don't want that. It, well, 
for four to, you know, until two weeks ago was also not winning too many races. And I, you know, <laughs> I know that Kevin Harvick has sort of changed that narrative, but man, imagine how many more races they would win with Kyle Busch and Kyle Larson. Like, yeah, it's just yeah. like, mm, man, it's tricky. Yeah. But that, you know, I think we're all leaning towards that being the case that he's coming back to the 10. Sounds like Custer's coming back to the 41. So SHR should have the same lineup next year, barring a, a wacky, crazy retirement all of a sudden from Kevin Harvick, which you know, in this silly season will probably be confirmed only to be turned back on. Um, <laughs> but of course, we have to go into our, our weekly update on Kyle Busch. And there were some rumors put out there. I believe Adam Stern did talk about this at one point, among other reporters. But there's four known teams that are in the running for Kyle Busch as of I think like Friday or something, yeah, Friday maybe or Saturday. Saturday. It was somewhere around the end of last week. Yeah. Uh, so it was Richard Childress racing, which people are theorizing is the eight. I think it has to be right. It's not the three. <laughs> unless, unless he really wants to be a troll. Yeah. 2311 with maybe the 45, even though there's been a lot of pushback from them on that call league with the 16 or initially SHR with the 10. And I won't rule out the 41. Is I think that's an outside possibility, but I'd say it's, it's probably fourth place on that list. If so, I guess. Danny, I'll start off with you. Of those four, which one do you think is the most realistic? And which one do you think would, would you choose if you were Kyle Busch? Which one would I choose? I would probably, if the 45 is an option, I'd probably choose that one. But I think it's going to be the college number 16. I think Colleg, Matt Colleg is one of the few owners in this series who could theoretically afford to pay um, Kyle Busch close, maybe closer than others to what he wants to get paid uh, and kind of fund it through his other business. You know, he's had leaf filter on Justin Haley's car for the vast majority of races this year. Um, that's a company he owns or founded. I don't price still owns it, whatever. Uh, I could see them on Kyle Busch's 16 car. If he goes there, Colleg to me, seems like the front runner um just for that reason alone there's a lot of things that have to change to get for those other options to work like for the eight to work out richard Childress would have to let tyler reddick go a year early and i feel like that's a big if like that's a that's a big question mark he's made noises like he doesn't while he may want to do that he's probably not going to do that so that's a question mark there and then the 45 you know if kurt bush comes back which it sounds like kyle's encouraging him to come back then the 45 is not an option um, and if, even if Kurt doesn't come back, that might become Reddick's seat. So I, I feel like the 45 is kind of a long shot, but I'm sure Toyota is desperate to, to make something happen. Colleague's the only one that makes sense because, you know, they've said in the past that they're open to putting a full-time driver in that 16 car. I don't know Justin Haley's situation. Maybe it's the 31, but I, I imagine they'd like to hold on to Justin Haley. He's kind of come up through their system. So it, it's the only one that makes sense at this point. I, I'm not going to say it's the only one that makes sense. It makes the most sense because there's the least number of steps involved i guess is what i'm trying to say well, and ag- oh god what well, i i you know just because I, I love looking at the rumor mill again none of this is confirmed um but a lot of people have said that kyle bush is pretty much confirmed not to be coming back to jgr whether it be door bumper clear i even saw as far as to like kyle bush's own hauler drivers were, were going that far <laughs> like yeah. people were talking to them over the weekend but another rumor i saw and again not confirmed, but I just want to put it out there because it was being spread around Twitter, Reddit, in my comments. Um, the, that 
Richard Childress and Kyle Bush have been seen going to like a dinner together to, you know, who yeah. knows, like a steak I, I've dinner. Seen, I, I, I don't want to speak to it because I've seen so much BS. I've seen yeah. those comments. I've seen those, I've gotten those DMs. I've had several people DM me that, hey, my buddy who works at Leaf Filter saw Kyle Bush and Matt Colley the other day. I, then there's the guy with the video who talked about my dad uh, spoke you know. to the merch hauler driver. Like, I'm sorry, it, he may end up being right, but I'm not going to take that as any sort of credibility. At it's this just point, it's so. crazy how much stuff is going out there and the yeah. fact that it hasn't been spoiled by the garage yet. Like, yeah, we still that's, genuinely, yeah, that's like, first. we have our, our tilting and leaning towards where we think he's going to go. But there's no, like, six weeks ago, we all thought he was staying at JGR. Then it was SHR. Mm -hmm. Then it was RCR. It, now it's colleague. It's, it's like a it's rotation. Changing, it's changing each and every I, week, man. I, I, I don't know that it's changing. I think we're narrowing it down. Think about it. We basically eliminated JGR at this point. Mm -hmm. uh, sorry about your Hendrick theory, Jared, but I do feel like I'm that's growing less and less alive. likely by the week. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I we're, we're slowly crossing time. these lines out as we go. And eventually... There it is. But, <laughs> only one left. I mean, what if we're all wrong? Maybe he's going to WWE to go get his 24-7 championship <laughs> back. Yeah. But to Eric's earlier point, I mean, like, yeah, I would think colleague is the, you know, the best option right now. Like, like he said earlier, less hoops to jump through, man. I mean, like, yeah, you know, I would love to see him in the eight for trolling purposes, but then you have to kick out Tyler Reddick and stuff. But the funny thing I just thought about that is if he does end up driving for Richard Childress Racing, like. Will he hold that, his watch? Well, well no, that I was just about to say, like, y'all remember that incident back in 2011, right? Where he basically, like, put him at, um, uh, Childress put uh, K, um, um, Kyle Bush into a headlock. And now all of a sudden there's the option that, hey, they might race for each other too. So uh, that's, that's funny. It's been that's 11 funny. years, though. It's, it's still it's, funny, though. It's just funny looking back. It's, it's like, where funny. They started. But it's, it's similar know, to it, Michael Waltrip and Clint Boyer yeah, two yeah, years after he called him the worst driver ever. <laughs> and Hamlin and Bubba Wallace. Yeah. 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 yeah, the Adderall yeah, very... comments. What is with these, like, yeah, some of these, like, owner-driver, like, combo, like, like I don't know, just the way some of these um, uh, relationships started is very interesting, is what I'm trying to point out. But Kyle Larson though, accused Hendrick of cheating a couple yeah, of years ago. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right, all these That's right. Stories. But, no, in conclusion, I think colleagues, you know, they're the, um, the number one option right now in terms of, you know, competitiveness. I think he could come in and make that team very competitive right away. I wouldn't say to the, to the level of a track house in their second season, but um can definitely you know take the team you know a step in the right direction definitely young you know the younger well, drivers like justin upgrade. haley will you know justin haley i feel like would definitely benefit from having kyle bush as a teammate that whole team would benefit man they would all get better well i asked the chat what they thought about it in a poll and i asked where's kyle bush going next year 65 percent at the moment mm -hmm. say colleague 17 percent still say stewart haas 2311 is a solid 13%, and 6% have him going to RCR in the 8 car. So, interesting stuff to look at there. Uh, now, one thing, I guess this is like a soft way to get into the Daytona preview. It's not exactly going into the Daytona weekend, but it is. Um, I want to bring this up because there's probably at least one or two people watching out there who are in these affected areas and need to know about it. Daytona will not be shown on all uh, NBC affiliates this weekend. Say that again. Wh which place again? Say that again. Date, uh, Daytona will not be shown on some NBC affiliates this weekend. You heard Better right. subscribe to Peacock. <laughs> there are, well, there's that, and there are some other options on TV for some areas, but for some, y'all are screwed. You got to just mm -hmm. bite the bullet and get the free version of Peacock to watch it, or the four ninety nine for a free week and then just cancel it before you get billed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, we're looking out yes. for you. 
Yeah. <laughs> All right. So here's what we got. So the first game is the Cardinals and Titans you, for Phoenix, for our viewers in Phoenix. Uh, the NBC affiliate KPNX12 will not have the race. You have to go to the local KTVK for the race. So it will be shown. It will be shown. Uh, it will be shown on TV, just not on NBC. It'll be KTVK. I don't know which affiliate that is out there. It might be your like local CW channel. That's what a lot of them are being shown on. So for those of you in Phoenix, there's that. Uh, then there's the Eagles and the Dolphins. Uh, for this race in Philadelphia, your NBC affiliate will not be showing it. WCAU 10 will not have the race. Unfortunately for you, unless you have Peacock, you won't be able to watch the race until 10 p.m. Eastern time. There's no alternative channel for this. You're just going to have to pick up after football. Mm -hmm. uh, so unfortunate there. Uh, then you have the Commies versus the Ravens. Um, F. Dan, F. Dan Snyder. Uh, the, the, uh, the commanders. I just like calling them the commies because they're red, <laughs> yellow, and have com in the name. Uh, but for you guys, there's a lot of, of affected areas, especially in NASCAR country on this one. Uh, for Baltimore, your affiliate, WBAL11, you're not going to have the race on NBC. It's going to be on MeTV. I don't know if you have that channel. Me, me TV. What the yeah, I, I, I only know MeTV to show like random old movies. Is that the Me channel, like in on the Wii, where you create your? <laughs> yeah, character? I was about to say. Yeah, is this on the Wii? Now? <laughs> I I wish. Um, then, I, feel like, I feel like there should be its own unique commentary group. Or hey, welcome to NASCAR well, on MeTV. It's me just, TV. it's just, yeah. It'll just be, it'll still be the NBC one. Um, but then for Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, the NBC affiliate WGAL will not have the race. There's no alternate channel, and they're not joining into this race. So if you're in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, if you don't have Peacock, you won't be able to watch the race this weekend. Uh, the race as well in Washington, D.C.'s affiliate WREC4 uh, will not be shown, and that means it will not be shown in Washington, D.C. or Northern Virginia. Unfortunately, again, wow. no alternate channel for this one. You'll just have to watch after the NFL is done at 10 p.m. Eastern time. So probably catch about the last 40 to 50 laps of the race. Uh, and then the last game to affect NASCAR is the Buccaneers and the Colts. For a lot of you Florida viewers, you're going to have to listen on this one. Tampa Bay's affiliate for NBC, WFLA8, uh, will not show the race. The alternate channel is WMOR. And then Orlando will not be showing the race on their NBC affiliate, WESH2. Uh, instead, you're going to have to watch on the local CW. If you're not in any of those areas, you will not be affected. You will be able to watch the race. But for those areas, you know, find, find the alternative now to watch the race instead of on Saturday night and missing some of it. Other than uh, that, you are good. If you're in Tampa or Orlando, go buy a ticket. I don't know. It's just a short drive across the state. Hey, by the way, I uh, looked up MeTV while you were uh, saying all that, and it basically says it's a, um, it is called the Memorable Entertainment Television Network. So it's a uh, classic it, TV station. It's what you said, Danny. Classic yeah, movies. Yep, it's all wow. movies. They'll just be crazy. showing Days of Thunder on there instead of the. Race. So yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I think and and um, when we um when we're talking classic, I think like 1950s type stuff or whatever. So. They they just have an old race on. Yeah. <laughs> they have like the, that's, that. would be a good lead in. There you go. So an old Southern 500 or something. It'd be better than the Fox pre-race show. <laughs> <laughs> 
Damn, we're still taking Dang, shots Eric. at Fox. That's no, honestly, I was going to rant about this earlier. I'm, no, I'm going to restrain. USA slash NBC makes Fox look like a joke every single week. Uh, oh, yeah. Their, oh, we know. Coverage. <laughs> we know. I just, I just, it needs to be said more because Fox needs to be shamed into an overhaul. Don't worry. <laughs> need well, to. well, we're doing a good job with that. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> but that covers that. Uh, if you didn't hear it, you can rewind it back on the stream or on Spotify if you guys are listening. Um, but just want to let people know just so that you guys are, are good to go with that. I don't want anyone not watching the race if you can. Uh, but let's get into it. Daytona's this weekend, guys. And we got two races this weekend. And there's good in the fact that we'll be at Daytona, and there's bad in the fact of Daytona weather. So oh. let's get into mm. it. The Xfinity race is the Wawa 250 presented by Coca-Cola. It's 100 oh, laps. Yeah. Uh, starts at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time, and it's on USA and MRN. The weather is 90 degrees as a high. Afternoon and evening, I looked up a little earlier, thunderstorms, 58% chance of those on Saturday night. Defending winner is Justin Haley. Uh, as for the cup race, the Coke Zero Sugar 400 is 160 laps starting at 7 p.m. Eastern time on NBC and MRN. And I put the entire week's worth of weather because I just need to let everybody know this. Saturday night, 87, uh, 87 degrees, thunderstorms, 80% chance of rain. Sunday, 88, thunderstorms, 77% chance. I'm not even going to give you the temperature. I'll just give you the percent chance of thunderstorms throughout the week. Monday, 80%. Tuesday, 61%. Wednesday, um. 65%. Thursday, 69%. But they get faster. Nice. Nice! <laughs> the defending winner I, of this race is Ryan Blaney. I have a feeling they should, should just aim for the idea of finishing this race at 2 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I'll stay up. I'll stream after. I don't care if it's like 2 in the morning. Let's go, baby. Hi, this is Jared. It's 3 a.m. I have three people watching because everyone's asleep. Oh, boy, 3 a.m. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll buy a burger just so if it's 3 a.m. I can eat it on stream. <laughs> but rain or shine, we still got the betting odds for this one. Darian, who are the favorites, the best after that, and underdogs for this week? Ah, yes, and some of these betting odds are going to make you laugh, by the way. So as for the favorites, Chase Elliott is the favorite for this weekend at plus 1,000. Ryan Blaney and Denny, or excuse me, Ryan Blaney, Denny Hamlin, and Bubba Wallace are all tied for second at plus 1,200. And finally, Ross Chastain is plus 1,300. As for the best of the rest, and get ready to laugh, Kyle Larson is a plus 1,300 for some reason. Oh man! They, if only they knew his uh, regular his uh, track record on super speedways. I, I mean, to be fair, plus thirteen hundred still isn't the greatest he, odds, but he almost won Talladega. Yeah, right? true, true. So maybe he's improving a little bit, but we'll see. We'll see how he performs this weekend. But also tied at plus thirteen hundred as well is uh, Joey Logano and William Byron, and tied for plus fifteen hundred <laughs> is Kyle Busch and Austin Cendrick. As for the underdogs, Eric Amarola plus three thousand, Justin Haley plus five thousand. Cole Custer plus 7,500, Corey LaJoy plus 10,000, and Todd Gilliland plus 15,000. I know where my bets are at. Exactly. Now, as for the uh, NASCAR Weekly Podcast Fantasy League, uh, the regular season standings are about to wrap up. And then basically what's going to happen is the regular season or, um, you know, the full season standings will continue. And then another portion of points will open up. It'll be the playoffs one once the playoffs start. Um, but uh, Trevor Sports 98, uh, he's uh, he's cruising away with the lead so far. I mean, he's in first place, solidly. Second place is Toyota Tough. Third place, 48 Nation. Fourth place, Jets 48. And rounding out the top five 
is Recky Spinhouse. I mean, basically all season, I've been like repeating these guys' names over and over and over again inside the top five. They've been so consistent. And uh, yeah, thanks for playing, y'all. Uh, and then as for the pick points, we've gotten everyone closer this week. It was a very good week uh, for everybody that wasn't Eric. Um, <laughs> Eric, you're still leading at 440. What's good the job. Point? <laughs> the chat is minus nine. They're only nine points behind you in second. Oh, I'm getting close. I'm getting and then close. we have a small gap back to Danny, who has jumped into the top three at minus 73. Into the top three. A small gap. Small gap. <laughs> then we have Darian in fourth, minus 74. And I am minus 77. So I made up a bunch of points, but I'm still in last. But I'm, I'm close. Hey, we have close. A, that we have podium a good, finish for third yeah. is going to be tight. Woo. I was about to say, we have a pretty awesome battle for, you know, all around and stuff. So there's a lot to, to definitely play for, for sure. Mm -hmm. this, is, this is fun. I love it. And we only have two races to pick for this week, Xfinity and Cup. So, Eric, as the points leader, lead us off. Who's going to win the Xfinity race this Friday? This is hard. Because... Part of me wants to pick a JRM car, but like, no, you can't go against Colleague. But then I look at who Colleague has, and I'm sorry, like, I just, I'm not feeling Daniel Hemrick this year. I'm not feeling Landon Castle. AJ Allmendinger will probably be there, but he's usually, I feel like, the guy pushing. And Justin Haley's on a part time car. Like, I'm going to go with Justin Haley. <laughs> he won this race last year by this much. He's in the 14. I'm going to go with Justin Haley. Yeah. Goodbye. All right, Danny, your turn. Austin Hill. <laughs> haven't you picked him like the last couple super speedways and it's worked? And hasn't and has he won like almost all of them? He's it's really good. Yeah, he's really good, man. He's good there. Um, I'm going to go with Noah Gregson. I am also going to go with Justin Haley. You got to pick what works. And uh, Justin Haley seems to work at Daytona. Four super speedway wins and a cup win. I yeah. know it all be kind of wacky. Certain it's example. still a win. It's he's like, it's win. that victory lane is like a magnet to him. He just, mm -hmm. he's just there. So it went at first. It was all Justin Haley, but I'm seeing 16s. You cowards. I'm and seeing a few 21, but not that many. Yeah, it's mostly 16. It's the, I think it's the dinger. Yeah, he's got dinger. he's got the plurality. So AJ Allmendinger is the chat's pick, and while the chat is putting in their picks, at this point they can start putting in their picks for who's gonna suck this week in Cup. Oh yeah, I go first. Uh, <laughs> I'm, gonna go, I'm gonna go Ty Gibbs. My bad. I was looking because I know there's a few wackos on the entry list here. Like you got uh, David Reagan's in the 15. I just mm -hmm. thought that was worth mentioning, and uh, Daniel Hemrick's in the 16. I needed to double check. Make sure Gregson was in the 16. Um, but no, my who's going to suck? Uh, I'm going to go Ty Gibbs. Uh, I'm going to go with Todd Gillen for this one. I'll go with a Stuart Haas racing car. And I'm, and part of the reasons I'm picking this because IDK will be there. Uh, Eric Almarola. <laughs> oh, I should have picked him for mine. But I'm going to go with Daniel Suarez. And then looking yeah. at the chat at the moment... I'm seeing it's not a consensus, but there's no points for this one. But yeah. I mean, there's a lot of fives. I'll give him Larson. The yeah. Yeah. Him to win. Just so, give him Larson. We're we'll not going to pick him to win. Yeah, we'll anyway. give him Larson. So who's the dark horse for this week? Christopher Busher. <laughs> one is dual race, hot right now. 
Busher. All right. Uh, yeah, I'll, I, I agree you're, as well. Yeah, Chris Busher. next. Oh, oh, damn it. Yeah, I'm so used to it. My Jan is ahead of you. you. You have lost your third spot. I'm so used to it. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, I'm actually going to say Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is a good pick for an underdog in this one. Yeah. Chris Busher, I already said. <laughs> well, I'm going to stick with the theme of sevens here. Uh, but it's not 17 and it's not 47. It's seven. Corey LaJoy, this time he is going to win me thousands of dollars when I bet on him. Um, allegedly. Uh, you know, technically I'm not. Uh, I did not take McDowell Supremacy as my underdog this week. I picked Corey LaJoy. And looking wow. at the chat. I can't believe you're doing this, Jared. I cannot believe this. <laughs> the chat. I'm seeing a lot of. Uh, it's seven, 17, and 47. It, do, it doesn't need a poll. I feel like we can just pick one of them out of a hat here. Give him McDowell. Yeah, it looks like they're doing McDowell. Yeah. <laughs> McDowell supremacy lives on. Okay. And now we are at that part of the show where we pick who's going to win. Who's going to win the regular season finale at Daytona. This is one of those where I wish I, I wish the chat picked first. Um, I really do. This is, I'm at a, dis- a tactical disadvantage. I mean, I'm always at a disadvantage because we always let the chat go last. Um, but I'm going to go with the Penske guy, not the one everyone's probably thinking. I don't think we're going to get a new winner this week. I'm just saying that. I don't know. I- I'm going to go with Joey Logano. I think he wins. I'm wearing all this stuff for a reason. I brought the car. I'm saying Bubba Wallace is going to win this weekend. Okay, so look, looking at the last Daytona races, I mean, obviously, you know, the 500 is different from, you know, the regular season finale, of course. But, uh, you know, Roush, um, or excuse me, Keselowski, Finley, what's the name exactly? RFK. 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 Just say that. That's easy. Okay, just RFK. (laughs) Okay. Rufka. (laughs) No, but RFK. You pronounced it wrong. RFK. Basically, they've been running well um, on these super speedways, and especially during you know the uh, earlier season Daytona duels, they ended up sweeping them. So I'm gonna say, you know, he gets you know some type of you know um, of uh, season redemption this weekend. Brad Keselowski is gonna turn it around and score his first win oh of the my season. God, this, we've gone nuts, Jarrett. Please save us from this madness. I am, and I don't know why anyone hasn't picked this guy. This guy has been great all season. It's been one of his best. It's been his best regular season ever. I am going with Chase Elliott. Man, I mean, <laughs> he's, the, he's, the, he's, the he's the favorite. He's the favorite. He's been the, the fastest guy at the super speedways this year on average. He's led tons of laps in, in pretty much every race. Chase Elliott is the favorite to win this week, and I'm going to pick him. He was up front the last two years. He, he was up front at Atlanta when he, you know, with the joy, I guess. Yeah, that's not, I mean, it's a good pick. Yeah. Just, it's a bold strategy just to get uh, passed by Michael McDowell in the final turn. I would I would be A-okay with that. I'm just disappointed. I thought you were picking McDowell to win. So no. I'm a little, I'm a little <laughs> shocked, I was, shocked that you are picking a legitimate. I was, I, was, I was just trying to play that up all show for the punchline of not picking him just to see your face right now. He's been working on this for months, guys. He's had this planned. Furious. I I don't know who the chat's picking. I see a lot of Eric Jones. Give him Jones. Well, there's a lot of 23s, too. Should we we do 23 versus 43 as a poll? Yeah. There's also also a lot of 12s. There are a lot of 12s as well. So 23, 43, and 12. We'll put that as the poll. Yeah. Because, you know, those are the top three I've seen so far. 
So right now, so two of half of us picked guys who currently who would blow up the playoff grid. Bubba and um, Keselowski would blow up the playoff grid. Mm-hmm. Jarrett, I know you're picking Elliot, but who do you think below the you know below fifteenth is has the best chance at winning and and getting that last spot? Eric Jones. Eric, really? jo- Eric Jones uh, or Ryan Blaney because Blaney has led every single super speedway race this year, and he is, I believe, one of if not the only person to do that. If you yeah, include I, Atlanta, I feel like Blaney's the safe pick. Um, if I wanted to get wacky, I'd probably go Bubba though. I think Bubba's probably the best bet behind him. He I like too. the RFK cars a lot. Um, I like Busher and I like Keselowski, but I, I, I don't know. You know what's funny is of the three that are the top three of Blaney, Bubba, Jones, those were the three in my video this week that I said were the three you should pick this week to win. Mm-hmm. They watched. There you go. So yeah. I'm glad they watched. It was funny. My dad told me because he, he won like, I think he won like a hundred bucks last year on DraftKings because he just put people in from my below the cut line video. He's like, yeah, put another one of those out this year. I'll make like a hundred bucks again. This poll is pretty close. Oh my Whoa. gosh. Oh, that is close. Man, Place your well. bets now, chat. Let your voice be heard. Yeah, so might as well get some super chats and let this poll simmer. But yeah, well, let's get to our final super chat stage break of the night. Uh, I'm gonna refresh. We don't need a time. I I just remembered. So I believe Tinsley is my next one. By the way, uh, we'll talk about it at the end of the show, uh, as you know, on the last bit after picks are done and everything in super chats. But we had an awesome race last night, and Tinsley brought it up on here in his super chat. Thank you, Tinsley, for the. 10 says i finished p12 in the nwp 400 just want to thank the podcast for sponsoring i also had the opportunity to make the driver intro video for the stream and make a paint scheme for darian and vargas the, mm-hmm. those schemes were awesome, awesome and the, that you. intro was amazing um they, they even use uh slideways on the broadcast mm-hmm. didn't get yeah. for it they snuck it through there so gg <laughs> uh, camera dufty uh thank you for the five uh, if you add the points back, 34 is 19 and 43 is 16 in regular season points. Uh, what teams, if they improve, could have a similar fringe playoff drive next year? Um, I'm going to say colleague, especially if they get Carl Bush, but mm-hmm. uh, I'd, I'd say Justin mm-hmm. Haley could be a threat to, to pr- crack the top 20. He's been like 22nd, 23rd, I feel like, all year. If Bubba ran like he did the, over the summer, he could. But oh, he's yeah, got to put actually, a full a season pick. together. Um, Marky Mark, thank you for the two. Should they get rid of the win in your end? Uh, I've said it all season that I like the Winston points format, but if if not, leave it as is. Levi, thank you for the two. Frankie Munitz, 2030 Cup champion. <laughs> Nap Racing Fan 927, thank you for the two. Hashtag not too many road courses. Hashtag noon. Hashtag no rain at Daytona. I hope at least only hashtags had power. Yeah. Uh, M M Martin fan for life. Thank you for the ten. No more winning. You're in. Just give an extra ten points for it. Top sixteen go to the playoffs. Also keep the stages, but no stage cautions. I feel like everyone's just giving their idea for what they do. Um. Levi Jones, the 27, is running for 63rd place. That was a door bumper clear reference. Uh, Gavin, thank you for the five. I'm going to Talladega this year for my 21st birthday. What are some things to do at the track? Drink alcohol, that's one. Uh, You're 21, you can. 
Um, don't record stuff. You'll get t you'll, it'll get taken off YouTube. Uh, and <laughs> not for anything that people at the track would do, just because it's Talladega. Um, watch good racing. Uh, and maybe t keep a lookout. Maybe some of us will be there. Uh, Napa Racing Fan 927, thank you for the two. William Byron has one top 10 in the in the last 20 NASCAR starts. I think that, oh. includes, that includes Xfinity. Oh, my God. Uh, Bake the Snake, thank you for the five. I haven't done this in a while, but can we get a Leroy Jenkins in the chat? Leroy Jenkins. He said Leroy in the chat. Jenkins. <laughs> in the chat. Uh, Cam Jester, thank you for the 569. Nice. Uh, just nice. wanted to share the love. Enjoy the show. I'll be one of the three who listen on Spotify tomorrow morning <laughs> at work. Actually, no, There's we have a very nice uh, listening base on Spotify. There's like about yeah, a four. thousand. Oh. <laughs> oh, I mean, that, that, I, like, thank you to everyone right now. This goes out to the people listening right now on Spotify. Thank you for your support. It's been amazing you, how much the podcast has grown on streaming or on podcast streaming platforms. Yep. Uh, Napa Racing Fan 927 with another two. Darian, I loved your video on ARCA. It's 100% true. Uh, I just want to say that was a super chat saying that, not me. No one in ARCA come at me. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, Melon Smasher 1, thank you for the 499. Eric, when are you getting Jarrett not only his podcast perfect attendance plaque, but also his plaque for not missing a cup race? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I brought this up on Sunday. Lots of plaques. Uh, it'll get to you at some point. I, I, well, I guess I could put it in the mail. It's we, actually it's still sitting right over here. I don't want to show it again on camera. We, uh, we did the math because everyone was curious of how many cup races in a row, points and non-point races I've watched, and we added it up. If you include the last race at Watkins Glen, it's up to 705 races in a row. <laughs> Look at this. I love your guys' reactions. They're all like so unique oh and different. Oh my god! Wow. Impressive. Yeah. Did I include all the pro I racing pro invitational races? No, no, we didn't include that one. Uh, did you miss any of those? That was a weird no. era. <laughs> you didn't miss any of that? My goodness. Gracious. The only no, well, I guess we I did miss the ones that were on Wednesday nights at the same time as the show. Mm -hmm. But yeah, at that point, uh, no one cared. So, do we really count them? I barely all, remember them. <laughs> all, all the the chat told me the other night is that I needed to prove on Sundays that I actually touch grass. <laughs> so, grass is overrated. There's a lot of bugs in grass. Yeah, yeah. And, down, uh, and here down south, sometimes the bugs come to you. Oh yeah, I got a story to tell you. I guess I told this to Darian uh, last night or earlier this week. I got a story to tell you guys after the show about mm -hmm. just the experience. Tyler Dotson, thank you for the five. Why do people want Dodge to come back? They'll just leave again in 10 years. Uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe it'll be different this time. I mean, this man has, I mean, this man has trust issues. He's, yeah. he's, they're putting all their focus in on electric cars, so I mean, hey. Hey, electric series entry? NASCAR's catering itself with that to Dodge coming back. That's why they'll yeah. come back. They'll come back until they lose the advantage. Um, Zachary uh, Dale Jr. fan, thank you for the two. The summer the fan base turned on Bowman 2022. I don't feel like they turned on him. I Bowman's feel like been turned no, on, really? I have a hot no, take. No, they, go ahead, they, Danny. They, they've turned on him a little bit. I've seen so many people saying, oh, they should get rid of him and put Kyle Bush in that car. <laughs> so, here's, here's my Sorry. hot take. I think 
for the longest time, I still on Twitter quite frequently, Bowman fans acting like nobody likes Alex Bowman, like everybody hates him. And I was like, I don't feel like anyone really dislikes Alex Bowman. And now over the past few months, I feel like I now see people on Twitter intentionally egging those fans on <laughs> by going out of yeah. their way to trash Bowman and some of his, you know, not so great stats recently. And I just think it's like, it's finally caught up. I just, I'm like, okay, yeah, now Bowman's getting a lot of hate. And it's, it's kind of, it's kind of funny. Some of it just feels like trolling. We mm-hmm. even had someone in our chat, I've noticed him a few times, he'll specifically say something about Bowman just because he knows that I'm going to see it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it is just trolling. They're one of the easiest fan bases to troll. Definitely. They're like the most low-key, like the Elliott fans mm-hmm. and Larson it's, it's fans like, and a few other, yeah. Kyle Bush fans. Bubba like, fans. Like, like Bowman, Bowman b- fans will just we're, send out a very stern tweet. The thing is, like, it's not like he's... He's not a driver who's necessarily hurting anyone. He's not necessarily making people God, mad. God, like, did you guys see that new video game, um, the NASCAR Rivals game? They, mm-hmm. they they would release, like, the cover art. And even there, everyone's like, oh, I get why Chastain's on it. I get why Hamlin's on it. Why is Alex Bowman there? Everyone's like, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, man, they really just could not. They Damn. all went out of their way to trash Bowman now <laughs> for every chance he gets. I think they put him there next to Kyle Busch for that thing earlier this season. I think that's what that was. I think, well, if you, there's a trailer, I don't know if they released it, but they, I saw a trailer that they did where um, they had like uh, Hamlin and Bowman like kind of facing off doing like burnouts against each other. And then they had uh, Bush yeah. and Logano doing like a thing. And um, I don't remember who the other, there's another set of drivers, but they were trying to line it up based on drivers who've had like actual altercations mm-hmm. last year or so. So I think it was supposed to be Bowman and Hamlin. Yeah. But Ross Chassain in the middle is very fitting. That's I'm trying to look at um, the cover because I had a funny. A, a funny thing to say about it. I won't be able to put it on screen, but I'm trying to look. Th- there's the cover. Okay, so oh, where to go? I, God, these search engines suck. Um, I have to zoom in, but it's like they had you know Bowman looking sort of the same direction as as like Logano and Hamlin were looking, and it's like those guys are mad at each other, and then someone's like, and then they have Chastain looking straight at the camera because he knows everyone's mad at him. And then Kyle Busch <laughs> is looking straight at the camera because he's just mad at everybody. <laughs> and it was kind of funny. It was like, oh, it's not wrong. Yeah. Um, but we got off on a tangent there. Let's see. I'm going to go back here. Uh, Mafire924, thank you for the two. If Chase doesn't like racing teammates, imagine with Kyle Busch. I don't think that's going to happen this year, but... <laughs> Jacob NASCAR, thank you for the two. Got my Bristol tickets today. Y'all's favorite nice. road. What's what's y'all's favorite uh, road trip? Is this question? Road trip. Favorite road trip. Wait, There's been we, so we, many. We, we talk about a NASCAR road trip or just road trip? Let's in do, yeah, let's just do NASCAR trip together. There's been so many. Man. I mean, I, I, I went on a trip last summer where I visited. I don't remember the exact order now. I visited you guys in Nashville. Went to the Ally 400, the opening first race at the Super Speedway. I then drove to Charlotte. Visited the Hall of Fame, checked out the RCR Museum, a couple of things, and I ended up at Disney World. But that's uh, then, besides that part. Uh, I, there was a few NASCAR stops and, in there. That was really cool. And it's a pretty drive through the mountains. You came back up to Wisconsin, like right and after he, that for yeah, Road America. Right. So I drove to I went, drove from Houston to Nashville to Charlotte to Florida, back to Houston, and then the very next day I took a plane to Chicago, <laughs> drove to Wisconsin. <laughs> That was a hell of a, like, three weeks. <laughs> well, what about you, Danny? Danny, what was your favorite one? Uh, you know, oddly enough, I, I, I love, it's probably a toss between two. So I love our very first time we ever went to a race with each other, 2019 Bristol uh, night race, you know, getting mm-hmm. to meet you guys for the first time. 
But then also one of the more unique road trips was me and Claudia picking up Jake Baskinger and Joey Stone and driving down to Daytona, which was one of the more unique road trips. Was like, I was like, wow, look at this combination here. This is a crew you wouldn't expect to see often driving that far off each other. I like that. Probably my favorite road trip is the one or, um, was uh, the first one this year uh, to Daytona because I went a week early to see Jarrett run in the marathon and now we're training for a marathon. So that's cool. And then we basically stayed in Florida for the whole week and stuff. And that was quite the experience. And then I had a freaking 14 hour drive back home. So should, should I should I tell the story of um, of of when you, me, IDK and Emperor in the car together? Uh, yeah, sure. So on Tuesday night, we had went out to the Arca East race at New Smyrna, and we were driving back like three o'clock in the morning. My tail light was out, and of course, I'm driving out in the middle of nowhere in Florida. I get pulled over by a police officer, stops me. My girlfriend is asleep in the passenger seat, so the police officer walks up to me, waking her up. Not a good look. I'm so nervous, I can't find my license or anything, and like, I'm shuffling all around, and I'm like. And he just like sort of looks at me and he just gives me this look. I'm like, this is not a good look for me as an officer. He's like, no, no, it's not. And I'm like, crap. And I find everything, gives, lets me off with a warning. And he's like, he's like, drive carefully tonight, get it fixed when you're back up, you're in the system. I'm like, cool, cool. He is, his backup cop came, everything. But I got oh, he called cool. backup? He called backup on yeah. me. Yes. He said, that's I got important. A he has a woman, uh, I think, drugged in his car. Uh, we're gonna that's, do all hands. That's what we neck. thought. That that's what we we were theorizing. Yeah, that sounds... Like that's why they took so long. And because I heard them, one of them was like, "Should we just like take him in or just let him go?" And I'm just like, <laughs> and I'm in the press. They I'm should the, have booked you. <laughs> I'm in the driver's seat, and I'm like, <laughs> and so so fast forward to Thursday night, we go to the duels, and in this car, IDK players driving. I'm in the passenger seat, and then Darian and Emplemon are in the back. And we're going back to the same area. And I'm like, hey, IDK, slow down through here. Because that dude is driving like a bat out of hell through there. And I'm like, slow down through here. Like, there's cops that way through here. Just just slow down. Like, these, you don't want to mess with these officers. We go through. He still goes fast through the roundabout. And I'm like, dude, one right there, one right there. And he slows down. And he goes, <laughs> and he and he's just like, goes to the speed limit from there. Because he goes like really quick from like 50 to like 25. Like really quick. Mm. And he goes, guys i think we're good and then as soon as it happens the the lights flash in this rear view mirror and you're whoop, whoop, pull over and darian just goes <laughs> and points at him just a wow. typical laugh. right here officer right here <laughs> it gets better it gets better we pull off the road and into yeah, a ditch and and idk's like idk's like i don't know what should happen what should happen i'm like dude just, just shut up shut up that's what should happen shut up yeah, this officer comes up. I look over and immediately just look forward. And he goes, "Do you have your re license or registration?" He goes, uh, "Yeah, it's in the the, the the dash chair. Get it." And I'm like, "I grab it and give it to him." Guy goes up, goes back to his car, comes back like five minutes later, and he goes, "You need to drive better through here." And then he looks at me, "You, you know the area. You should have known better and told him." Walks away. <laughs> Ida case happy he didn't get a ticket. He pulls off and like five minutes down the road, M is in the back seat behind me. He goes, Jarrett, what did he mean by you know the area? <laughs> and I'm just like, 
Yeah, that was the backup cop from Tuesday night. <laughs> I get I get made fun of, even though I literally warned him he was right there. I get made the butt of the joke for the rest of the weekend. But it was a good story. It was a good story. It was, and that was probably yeah. one of my favorite trips. I'd say of my <laughs> favorite. It was it was a good story. It was fun. It was just the best. Good times. <laughs> good, good times. Good, yep. good times. But I figured people at home would find that one pretty funny. Um, but let's finish up on these super chats. Looks like Blaney is the chat picks or end mm-hmm. that one off. Uh, the chat's mm-hmm. going nuts about it. I'm like looking through and everyone's laughing their ass <laughs> off on this one. <laughs> but that, that was, there's, there's a lot of stories from those trips that one day we can probably mm-hmm. all tell. We can make, we can, we can honestly write a book and just have a bunch of stories, honestly. <laughs> there's we'll see some, if it sells. <laughs> well, just title NWP's Wild Wacky Adventure in Daytona. <laughs> well, so my two favorites would probably be that first Bristol trip. And then I will say 2021 at Daytona was wild at that house. That was that was probably one of the wildest it was just, trips. It was a, does everybody know who all was staying? There was about seven or eight pretty like, Let's see. notable people in this one house. It was the closest thing to like a, a clout house, a content house we've ever produced. <laughs> we, I think it was, so it was the four of us, or the Dan, I guess Danny was not there. No, it was, I was, it was not there. Three, Garrett, me, and Darian. Sloppy uh, and his girlfriend, Jake. But, all it was missing was Emp Lemon. He's the only guy mm-hmm. out of the equation because we had David Land. He we was had at the Urinating race. Street. Yeah, that's true. Emp Lemon was at the he race. Was at the he race wasn't at the house. Slap was um, there. Slap was at yeah. the race. Was he at the? He wasn't at the house. He was at the race. Cody. He, Cody. He was, H- no, he five points vids. No, Cody. Uh, no, Cody wasn't at the house. Oh, oh, I'm thinking it's not the no. house. Never mind. Right. But yeah, five points. Trees. IDK player. Yeah, Slap was there. I remember Slap was snored loud. He I don't would, know if it was him. It was somebody in that room. It was either him or Tree, but yeah. <laughs> that was a wild trip. And I, that, that's the trip that I, uh, and I'm not going to give any more context other than this. That's a trip that I uh, I slept in a covered pantry. Um, <laughs> I, yeah. I slept in the pantry. He it, did. He slept on linoleum man. floor. With I had his an air air mattress. He used a fire extinguisher. Yeah, that went <laughs> deflated through, halfway through the <laughs> that's night. He right. had a fire extinguisher <laughs> as a pillow. <laughs> yeah. We, we we basically turned that house into like a little frat house for like three days. I don't know. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> it wasn't that remember, bad. But there wasn't remember, any hazing or nothing. No, I just remember talking about Matt Schaub. That's right. Matt Schaub, one of the greatest. Is, is he the greatest uh, um, quarterback in Houston Texans history? Matt uh, Schaub. We, we don't talk about number four, so I guess yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna update these super chats and finish them. Yeah, up go here. go for it. Yeah, right. we'll, 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 wrap this up <laughs> but good 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 question jacob nascar uh hero hope five for two is chase the best this year still he has zero wins recently yeah he's still the best. yeah what, yeah he just won weeks? the championship yeah the regular season champion the slow pontiac says for 10 uh since dodge is killing their hellcat charger and challenger would that lessen their chances of them joining nascar i think we covered that earlier that we think that maybe the electric series they could jump in mm-hmm. uh andrew mayer Five for five says NASCAR thrives at fast road courses with several heavy braking passing zones. If NASCAR wants five or six road courses, they should try and fit that mold. I agree. I'd agree on that one. I'm going to refresh this page just to make sure I get the ones that rolled through recently. Um, oh, there's a good amount. Uh, good Lord. Josh Bob for five. Uh, hope, hope for... Uh, let's see. Hope there is no delay for those traveling. Just an hour south, NASA is launching the Artemis One rocket Monday morning. Uh, hotel rebooking chaos. Uh, that is pretty cool. They, they launched a rocket when we were down there in February. Uh, Ross Crash Stain 
set for five says i saw your daytona vid before jarrett uh what about the spring Talladega race move for the 4th of July weekend? Ain't nothing more American than that. Um, I mean, Talladega used to have a summer race, and it was just so hot that I don't think it worked out. Uh, but if they wanted to have a super speedway race that weekend, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Uh, oh, baby for 10. With Dodge ending the production of the Charger and Challenger, what car company would you guys see joining NASCAR? I think it still could be them with the you know hybrids coming, possibly. Yeah. Uh, PTM Billy, thank you for the five. Long nine and a half hour car drive tomorrow to Florida. Hoping for chaos in Daytona. McDowell supremacy, yes sir. <laughs> it's becoming a movement. Uh, Speedway anywhere for ten. Um, and bladder is great every time. Uh, uh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's something. That's it. I wasn't going to read all of that, and then I realized I shouldn't have read any of it. <laughs> Napa Racing Fan, 927 for the two. Bristol should be fun this weekend. Yes, it should. Yes. Uh, Melon Smasher 1, thank you for the 499. Uh, with everyone, what is everyone in the podcast Star Wars character? A favorite one? Um, Ahsoka, probably. Um, What's the little dude who goes, hey! <laughs> oh, that's a Disney one. I wouldn't know. <laughs> um, what was the name of what was the name of the golden robot again? What's his name again? Oh, okay, there you go. Well, you did. <laughs> uh, I, I kind of like Han Solo. This character is always pretty cool. Yeah. Actually, no, my my actual answer is Chewbacca. That's can my you, actual. Can answer. you do the Chewbacca voice? Uh, <laughs> that's close all enough. All you gotta I do is scream. I need a sip of water. You just have to <laughs> scream and gargle at the same time. <laughs> Yeah, I'd say for me, it's either a, a toss-up between Ahsoka or Starkiller. Um, so, uh, SM, SMNG5, thank you for the 199. That's all he left. Melon Smasher 1, thank you for the 2. Uh, can we get NWP story time every week? Uh, let's let's make it once every now and then. Uh, we have a little more time we'll, tonight to go through We'll story run time. out of stories pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I've, I seem to have a story every race trip I, I go on, and I went on a lot in the last year and a half, so... We might have we might have a good amount, but yeah, maybe maybe that's something we do every periodically, every once in a while. Uh, GNN or GN NASCAR fan, uh, GN NASCAR fan twenty four. My bad. Uh, thank you for the two. Tell more stories in BS streams. It's been months. Uh, it's been years, and BS streams have kind Man. of been retired. Those the we'll tell stories at different points. Uh, Slice, Slice, Supersonic. Thank you for the 1101. Nice. Is that because that's my birthday? Um, what's up, my Fantastic Four? Been a while since I've watched. Uh -huh. Glad to see you all. Ready to see the dramatic conclusion to the 2022 regular season? Go KFB. No, I'm ready. Let's see where he stands. And I'll do one last check over. Make sure I get all of them in. I don't want to miss anybody. Um, Two more here, and then we can end off the night. Blue Jimmy, 48 fan. Thank you for the two. Here's another funny story. My NWP 400 night. Oh, my God. We'll talk about that in a little bit in a minute. Uh, and then Trevor Bailey, thank you for the five. I remember 2019's Bristol night race. I was there, and I met the NWP crew, the NASCAR YouTube crew, and still have the photo. That's right. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, heading to Darlington next week. Well, have fun. Have fun. Yeah, have fun, man. Awesome stuff. And I think that covers the uh, super chats for the night. Uh, but yeah, really quick before we head out, uh, really want to thank IDK Player, uh, wherever he is in the boonies of Florida, uh, for putting on the NWP 400 last night. We had a great, great event. 
uh, we, I believe, peaked at over 1,200 viewers. 1219 um, to be exact. We beat last year's record as well. Mm -hmm. Thank you, by the way, Bruce Morgan for the 499. Thank you. Great show. Thank you. Oh, thank you for watching. <laughs> thank thank you, you for watching. Appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, I just want to, for everyone who competed, who was a part of that, you know, just they did a phenomenal job with that show last night. And if, if you haven't watched it already, I'll add it into the uh, the description after the show and probably pin it, uh, pin comment with with the logo or with the link in it. So I'll just write that down right now to remind myself. But yeah, thank you to, to IDK player, Tinsley, all the drivers, you know, everyone who came out to support. It was really fun and we can't wait for year three of it. But yeah, I think my voice is starting to sound like IDK's was at the end of last night. <laughs> so uh, I'll, I'll end out on this. Next week is the final podcast of August. Uh, August 31st at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Darian's channel, Black Flags Matter. We're going to go over all the events of Daytona, preview the Southern 500. Uh, maybe, maybe we might even have something on the Kyle Busch stories. Who knows? Maybe something will be confirmed by then. Uh, I have a feeling we're going to have a very packed show for that one. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, thank you guys so much for watching each and every week. It means the world to all of us. Eric, you, do you got a Dale call to sign us off? I do. Thanks for watching, everybody. We will see you in seven days. Yep. Bye-bye. Um, cut out again. Go bigger. Goodbye. Why can't you even still do this? Great. Holy moly. Take off. Yeah. It's guys. Thank you. Hell yeah. Woo! Great job, man. Yeah. Now we got a crash. Car spinning left and right. Buddy, let her rip. Rain like Eric Estep here. This episode is brought to you by Forney Industries. Get it done with green. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and more. For do-it-yourselfers all the way to professional metalworkers, Forney has everything you need for your next project. Shop Forney's top-of-the-line products at forneyind.com. That's Forney, F-O-R-N-E-Y, ind, I-N-D.com, or at an authorized Forney dealer near you.